Welcome back to the Unclick Podcast, everybody. Oh, DeMarcus already knows how to play the guitar. Got a veteran. We got a veteran. He's been on Feeble Talk. He's been on the Unclick Podcast, and now he's on the Unclick Podcast, printed by RBMX. So this guy knows what's up. We're proud to have you back, and a lot of interesting news. What's up, DeMarcus? Nothing much. <laughs> back for a third time. <laughs> Feels that way, right? Do we have right? anything yeah. to yeah, talk he, about anymore? Technically, he's the first repeat guest, isn't he? He is for Unclicked. Yeah, I don't know if you guys have had... I mean, this and People Talk are kind of merged yeah, together at this yeah. point. So I think, I mean, if you... if Usually we do the backstory stuff with with guests and all that, but you really did cover that with his with the last podcast. So if you, if you want to get more familiar with Demo and you haven't heard that, obviously go back and listen to that one. But but this one's kind of about some some current news and just just general catch up and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I guess we should just probably jump right into it and that you yeah. are not riding for volume anymore. Nope, not right after volume anymore. <laughs> I mean, you were on volume yeah. for seven years, eight six, years? Like Newsflash. Like yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like six years. So, so who are you riding for? We'll see. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> no. So at this point, nothing, okay. is nothing official yet? Is that? It's, it's official. Oh, so. Yeah. It's okay. just, um. Okay, well, let's, uh, before we even announce it, I what this happened gotten, with volume, this got my heart pounding <laughs> <laughs> um just uh communication i think on on everybody's behalf like myself including so just um being there for a while i felt like uh it ran its course yeah you know, not, not like just in in the aspect of like the time's up you're washed you know, every, <laughs> no, everybody's leaving it's not, not like that but just um when you want it, you not necessarily want more, but you want to do more, but you feel like um, not they are holding you back, but you feel like you just can't you can't do anything else. Mm-hmm. And um, I think with uh, like TM changes and um, filmer changes and all that stuff, kind of played a bit a real big role for me because I always like film with Mastroni, then uh, filming with Josh, and it's like two real good friends of mine. Then with Fernando coming in, it was like a, a transition for him as well because. <clears throat> He had to, I guess, get a license to be able to get the van, all like stuff like that, to um, be able to be mobile. And um, we weren't able to meet up as much because most of the team's based in LA. Yeah, yeah, it's like um, LA. Billy's in New York, but um, everybody's like in LA. Yeah, but yeah, just um, I just one day Fernando just texted me, you know, and um, he was a little frustrated. I think he, he's a real passionate dude about what he do. So just um a lot on his mind but he was like saying he was gonna leave yeah and i was like why why would you do that and i think he was building up to tell me like he overheard that they were gonna drop me and um i was like all right cool like you shouldn't quit because of that you know it's like that's just something i have to deal with but um the next few days like i think that was friday when he told me this or saturday so monday i talked to castillo castillo haven't really been in the office or whatever. So I asked him about it and he didn't know, like he had no clue, like oh, wow. he didn't know anything about it. So he was like, Oh, I'll talk to you in like an hour. Then, um, I got on a phone call at law and, um, he expressed about that. He was on the, under the impression that I didn't want to do anything with volume. And I was like kind of confused. Cause like I've only missed one shop stop. And yeah. I was like, no, it's kind of sh- crazy or strange to me because I talked, I talked to him, like, well, that, but like, I talked to him no often. Like I yeah. talked to him like every other, Who, every Law? other week. Yeah. Law so. is the other owner of mm-hmm. volume and demolition. Yeah. And I think he's, um, 
just a little out of touch to what is what's going on day to day yeah yeah day to day stuff and i think he kind of communicate what he said he communicate through fernando and i think a few times when me and fernando like um wanted to film where he would text me and i wouldn't get back to him like right away it would be like his text would be yo can't wait to get out of film you know it's like that's okay like i live in san diego you live in la and it's like we understand that it's going to be a process but we eventually got to film, but I got hurt the very first day, very first clip, very first spot. Like, and I, I, I think I was off my like really not riding for like uh, like two to three weeks. And um, but in the like in the midst of all that, like while being hurt, Fernando told me this. Then talked to Law. He's like, "Oh, well, I didn't I didn't think you wanted to do more volume." And I was like defending myself, like, "Well, how did like how did you come to that conclusion? Yeah. Like how?" And um, I talked to you the other like a few weeks ago about, Hey, I got these shops. I'm sending you shops to give to the sales reps. So like they can call shops, like not my job. Not at all. Like, but, <laughs> yeah. but, but I don't, I Which don't is, have, I don't have a problem doing that. No. Cause I feel like in order, if you want stuff to go like to work, you should like, I, I would personally consider those things. I would just do it. Well, it sounds you like know? you care about the brand <clears throat> at that point too, yeah. you know, but, um, I'll, yeah, it's like, if, if I can do a little bit extra, why not? You know, it doesn't hurt me. You know, it's only going to like, hopefully help everybody involved. But, um, yeah, he was like, yeah, yeah, I understand. Like, you're you're trying to do a lot. But I was just, like, communicating through Fernando, which was, like, a big mistake. You know, it's like, not that Fernando did anything wrong or Law did anything wrong. But it was, like, to me, it was like, well, that's that's not a, like, a, like why would you, like, how did you come to the conclusion I wanted to drop, like, wanted yeah. to drop me? And it just couldn't, I think it was just more so on the communication. Like, he, he didn't tell me anything specific that I was like, oh, like, I understand that. It's like, if it's numbers, if it's anything, like, I can get that it makes sense, but it was like nothing, you know, it was like, all right, well maybe just, he just thought I didn't want to do anything. Yeah. That's I mean, when we first talked about it, uh, I think it was about a month ago or something. I mean, you were pretty, I felt like you were offended. Oh, more definitely. Than offended. Yeah. So I, I think to be completely honest. I felt like I got kicked in the nuts and yeah. spit in the face Yeah, because it was, it felt to me like, well, I don't, I don't want to compare myself to anybody. I think that everybody, putting their work on their own terms and do it however they want to do it. But whenever it's like, you're questioning me on like how I am as a rider or what I do it's like in, in the bike riding world for me, I don't post anything about my kids. Yeah. I don't post anything about things I have to do on a day to day basis. Let's get the dog out of your lap here. Sorry. He's, still, <laughs> He's literally like, Branson. Branson. Oh, come on. Come on. The Rudy substitute. There's, yeah. there's always, <laughs> yeah. there's always a dog bug in someone. Yeah. Branson, come on, I'll go lay down. This big fella. Sorry. But yeah, that's like the last Unclick podcast. All we talked about. You're so motivating on your work ethic. I think you're, how, yeah, it's how simply, how simply, you not a workhorse, you're a workhorse. <laughs> but you do it all naturally. You do it all naturally, and it looks good. And you don't, you don't, like you said, you just you do it all with a a little bit more thought than most people do, especially as a, a modern day street rider, you know. Mm-hmm. And then to just like feel like they're they're telling you you're getting kicked off when you're putting you're getting them. Shop contacts, you like, like you said, it felt probably well. So yeah, at, at the time shit. too, because he wasn't necessarily. I mean, and it's obviously from their perspective if he's not doing stuff for volume. But I mean, we've been meeting up and just doing like dumb YouTube mm-hmm. raw cut stuff, and, it, always and they're something. getting like two hundred thousand views or something. Mm-hmm. And it's like, and <clears throat> and you are people. I see it in the comments. Like kids are like, "Oh, Demarcus is so sick!" Like because you, it's you know personality and seeing you know somebody how they are on a day-to-day and just kind of fun, random stuff. It's like, I think kids get a little more attached to that. And Mm -hmm. it's like, I think that's an important aspect of what you've been doing. And it's not like you've been invisible, but I guess 
from their perspective if you're not doing stuff specifically for volume right. it, it there's may so not much benefit more them, though but, like yeah like at that austin augie street jam one of the things i heard was like a lot of the kids going around going yeah there's demarcus paul there's demarcus paul <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, that's yeah so exactly sick. Right? like so, like going yeah. to the east coast like that you're like a celebrity to them you know <laughs> well just saying you're doing a good well, job and I, I get it and it just sounds like a lot of miscommunication miscommunication because like, I, I know those guys are both dope like yeah like, like yeah. i don't want anybody to like confuse it with like my situation with like this is a bad person because it's not like yeah, it's completely yeah not good, that at all good, i think it was people. just like genuine he probably felt that way it was like he probably felt like i didn't want to do anything and um to his defense it's like like you just like you said it's like if he haven't seen anything from me from volume in a while it's like well does he want to do more? Yeah. Uh, like, but to my defense, when it comes to it, it's like, well, they didn't. Ha- we didn't have a, a filmer. We didn't have a TM. Yeah. Not that you have to have a TM to do those things, but it's like, well, if Fernando's the filmer, and if me, he know my situation, it's like I can I can go to LA. I always have. Always yeah. been like down to meet up. But it's like with Mike, he had the van or he had like a way to get around. It's like Fernando didn't at the time. So when it comes to like content it's like well if you need me to film anything specifically for volume i can do that i can do it on my iphone yeah. you know but i can we can figure it out basically and no offense to any filmers but when mastroni was filming volume it was like you guys were constantly <laughs> stacking mm-hmm. like that that was such a good look mm-hmm. so it's like you can't i mean just go look at look at the change it was a big change up yeah. you know when mastroni was filming and clemens it was just like you you were on it and then mm-hmm. you know fernando needed to get his license it was just it sounds like and a fernando of, yeah it's like fernando what? came in and He's so productive too. Yeah, like he yeah. he's like um trying to build something he's stoked on when it comes to like the AM team or just like filming ideas. Like he he's like on it. And I think with me, he was out filming with more like the AM guys, which yeah. is sick. And I think that being that we never really got a chance to really get into like, like start filming until that day and I got hurt, it was just um he was just trying to figure it out and go with the flow and like trying to trying to build and you know, just trying to do his part. But for me, and how, like I said, I don't like involve. I don't post anything about having kids or anything. So there's no excuses. Like so, whenever he, whenever he told me like, oh, like I don't think you want to do anything with volumes. Like, well, I look at my day to day and I know how it's mapped out. I ride every single day. Like I'm not saying every person have to ride every single day, but I never wanted to be like, oh, I have to do this so I can't come. It's like no, I'll make I'll figure out how to make it work you know try yeah. to like try, because i know what i signed up for so it's like all right cool it isn't it isn't always about me and i know that just like shop stops it's like i can get a find out i have to go to oregon in like a week and i'll make it happen yeah i'll make sure i go and i make like i try to do what i like do, what I need to do. Yeah, yeah do my best to make yeah. it work and i think i missed one shot stop and it was in temecula or something like that and it's like is it because of that you know but yeah yeah so did you guys try and sort it out i guess like if there was yeah. a mis- if there was a miscommunication um and you you know i'm sure you laid out like hey i've been doing this and this is the reason why and you know approach it from your side how did you guys not come to a uh, an agreement or was it or i i got the impression that as i said you were kind of offended and you were like all right i'm i'm done that's yeah, the it, way i took it i don't know yeah, if that's it actually it was um he like we kind of like understood that we both weren't on the same page when it came to communicating. Mm. And, um, he was like apologetic about it because he's like, I have, I'm, it was, it's bad for me to communicate through people. And, yeah. you know, it's like, Oh yeah, I understand that. And he was like, Oh, we could just keep it. Like we just move forward. And, um, I told him like, to be honest with you, I can't give you a hundred percent of me. It's yeah. like, I can't carry that on my shoulder knowing that you were going to, you were willing to drop me off of like, you know, Spray like, yeah. communication. Yeah, but that too, and it's like, 
I've devoted a lot of time into like we all like we all do to what we do, but it's like I put out more content for volume than I have anything else. Yeah. It's like that to me was like taking it so personal that it's like I can let it go. Yeah. Like I, if I, like if the trust I don't, was broken. Yeah, it's like yeah. if I don't let it go, then I'm I'm not gonna be stoked. That means that there's gonna always be issues because I'm not gonna be stoked. I'm not gonna make it a, like a real big issue or yeah. a real big problem, but it's like I don't wanna be somewhere and want to be stoked on what we're doing, but just can't really be into it. So, yeah, I just told him, like, oh, I can't do it. Yeah, it's you fair. Know, it's you got to be fair it, to yeah. yourself, you mm-hmm. know? So if that's, yeah. No matter what, you felt like you were just going to keep having those feelings. Yeah, like, no, like without a doubt. Because when he called me, he was like, oh, what are you doing? He was like, I'm teaching my son how to count and I'm exercising. Like, because that that's my reality. And it's like, when he, whenever he asked me that, it's like, there's nothing that, I'm not willing to do to make sure that they're taken care of. But I also know that me making certain decisions, that they're affected by it. But me also making a decision to leave, that I'm willing to go get a job. I'm willing to do whatever it takes to make it work. But it was like, if I stayed, then, you know, I may not be in a good mood when I get home. It's like, yeah. it's a whole bunch of issues. So, no, I get it. I get it. Um, that was, how how long ago was that? Was that? Right now, probably almost a month. Almost a month ago. Yeah. yeah. Like, no, no. Almost two months. Almost yeah, yeah, almost two months. A little bit more. So, so you've been. I mean, so you guys decided to keep it going until the end of June, correct? Mm -hmm. And then, uh, what what did you do in that meanwhile? Did you? I mean, I don't think you really. You let your friends know, obviously. Mm -hmm. Sorry, now there's a cat on you. (laughs) (laughs) Podcast. Yeah. Podcast. A bird gonna land on your shoulder in about five minutes. (laughs) Um, I think you. You obviously let your friends know, but what was the process of of finding another sponsor, or did you were you looking, or was it you kind of just let the universe take control, or what was your? Um, like um, I've always been in communicating with like Mastroni. Mm-hmm. Like um, I think he reached out to a few people on my behalf, and just because he wanted to, and um, Christian as well, and it was just like um, I didn't, I haven't really told people like off the 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 idea of like guess what happened it's more so like yeah, yeah. there'd be something leading up to it where i can talk about it or like um let's say like brock man brock always stayed in communication when it comes to certain things yeah. or whatever but you know it was certain things that i felt that that i talked to with brock and how he felt and it was like very relatable you know it's like all right like <laughs> this is how it is and i i understand like i get it it wasn't it wasn't anything that that's crazy, but just more so like how he personally felt. And I felt the same way when it came to certain things and like dealing with certain issues. But, um, when it came to people knowing it was, I haven't shared it at all. Um, I personally haven't reached out to a company or yeah. reached out to anybody. It was more so like word of mouth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So BMX can keep secrets. Really. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, uh, I don't know. I was like, I just wanted to be like, so who are you writing for? <laughs> <laughs> I know. I'm just waiting for you to ask that again. Yeah. <laughs> Fudger just yeah. wants to hear the news. <laughs> so do I. I'm just listening in here with that. <laughs> we'll be right back. Hey, sketch comedy fans. If you like unapologetically uncensored comedy, check out Instant Microwave Fuzz. Recorded every week, hot and fresh, and straight out of the microwave. Unscripted jokes, uncensored guests, you're going to have a lot of outrageous improvised sketch comedy fun. You can find us on all the platforms under Instant Microwave Fuzz. Comedy made in an instant.
Yeah, so answer the question. <laughs> I got to answer it? I want to hear it. I want to hear it. It's kind of like got a... Should we keep building up to it? Yeah, we can keep building up to it. <laughs> All right. Okay, yeah, I'll on. Well, so, another you... thing is during the during that whole volume, trying to figure out what you're doing situation, felt like you got kicked in the nuts a little bit. The coronavirus thing's happening, right? It's oh, kind yeah. of all sounds like it's all like around the same time. So you have this time to sit back and really think, right? Mm-hmm. The kids are probably not in school. Yeah, this time they're not in. Everybody just like complete stop. Like oldest son not in school, too small is not in daycare, and um, they're back to basically being at home all day every day and so and, are you homeschooling them oh uh, the... we were like um like uh, the oldest did like zoom for a while like before oh, before okay. they started to do zoom they his mom would teach him like certain things and like try to like like i guess go to whatever whatever grade he's in it's like you work through the like the the curriculum that they yeah. have so we did that then um they started to do the zoom and he finished school through zoom like online do essays and all this stuff and it's like this is crazy How yeah then the two smallest is like um you just do games and like counting like spanish so all these all these little things that that just entertain them but it's like fun at the same time yeah. so it's yeah. almost like for me it's like um super fun because i can be a little more active and running around with them and um yeah but yeah it we did that for i think the right when it started to more so like a month now they the two smalls have been back in daycare yeah so, yeah. yeah it's interesting i mean even from my experience like you you love it in a certain sense and then other times <laughs> you're just like damn Ooh. dude i'm out of ideas uh-huh. like and you just you just lose it a little bit you, you know do you so. feel like your kids might have learned more during that i think um, it depends on the parents but you seem like a good parent mm, i think they've learned more about about us as parents because i think <laughs> you know it's like because i think that I put it that way because they 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 can talk, you know, they they can communicate. But you see how they communicate with other kids now, and you like, and you you look at it before, then you're like, oh, well, certain words they use now is like stuff that we taught them. But um, at school they prosper. Like kids learn from other kids way more than they really mm-hmm. learn from adults. So True. it's like you you see that. But while they were home, it was um they got in the mode of wanting to be at home when they started to go back to school because they were just stoked that being at home they always had what they need on hand and they didn't really have to have like a like they have certain things they had to do at school a certain way but at home it was kind of like it was a little more loose when it comes to like when they need to eat like when they need to like do this or have fun at their convenience yes exactly like when they're done when they can't learn anymore it's like all right let's play for a little bit and get you back into it Mm -hmm. That is pretty cool. It's almost like for us as riders, you know, like on trips, you can get shit done. But when you're home out filming, you do it when you're 100%. Yeah. So it's the same with kids probably. Mm-hmm. Like when they're at school, they could just be like tapping their pencil like, mm-hmm. fuck, like, I just <laughs> want to go play. And then, yeah. you know, like, but you can just let them go play at home. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Literally that. That's really interesting. Was it was it stressful for you or was it more fun having the kids around? Um, I take it. Bit Marcus doesn't get stressed. <laughs> I get stressed. So like, <laughs> no, nah, but I, I, try not to, I try not to show it because I think that, you know, being being a man i think you kind of like have to house a certain amount of like things that have you have to have some kind of control when it comes to situations and i always think about this one if my two smallest is crying the oldest is frustrated the mother's crying what would i be crying too? Yeah. what kind of household would that be because everybody no one would have the the mellow to kind of like make Bring everybody, everybody feel back comfortable up. Yeah. yeah so it's like when it comes to them wilding out or doing whatever I don't. I rarely have to raise my voice or anything. It's more so like, I don't say if you do this again or if you do that again or we're gonna do this. I never. I never say what we're gonna do if I have an idea for us or something to do. It's like I have to kind of 
make sure that I don't get myself into something I can't get myself out of. So it's, I'm not going to say, oh, we're going to the park tomorrow, and I can't take them. Yeah, it's like yeah. I don't say that at all. It's yeah. like, oh, we just go. We just go. But I think because of that, it kind of take a little bit of like, stress off of me. But um, being that I didn't, I, that I didn't stop riding during the, the COVID like pandemic yeah, and yeah. quarantine, I didn't stop riding. So I think that contributed to me being able to like not be super stressed about it. Yeah, you had your stress relieved. Mm-hmm. It seems like during the, the COVID thing, too, it's a nice – you've always been down to go cruise downtown by yourself or mm-hmm. meet up with just like a couple homies. Like mm-hmm. you're, you're one of those dudes who doesn't need the OB skate park or Claremont park to like feel super good all the time. You'd like a real, real street rider you're in yeah. the city. So it's like, you, you never had to stop riding or nothing. Yeah. It was, um, you know, you get a lot of backlash from like people that don't really understand. Like they, they, they get like what's going on, but at the same time, it's like, they're looking out for your well being in their eyes. And it's like, Oh, you shouldn't be out riding. It's like, well, if, if I'm out riding and I'm not around anybody and you're worried about me, but you're ordering food to come to your house, it's like, what's the difference? There's a lot it's to like, think about. Yeah. Yeah. It's and like, it, not, and that's me not saying like, you should think about yourself. It's like, no, like I hear, I hear exactly what you're saying. But it's like, if I stop riding, then it's like, well, then basically like I'm losing myself. But it's like, this is literally all I do. And for someone to say that to me it doesn't it doesn't really make sense because they don't really understand that they just only look at like you're supposed to be inside the house you're not supposed to talk you're to gonna die you're gonna die it's, it's a hard like, time for yeah. people though because yeah. everybody's inside collecting their own information mm-hmm. has so yeah. much time to themselves they're finally yeah. not working you know they and they're on their instagram and they see you out riding having fun and if they're not feeling good they're yeah. gonna give you a little backlash mm-hmm. oh yeah it's sure. like all these you know there's like these like video gamers who are always inside and then COVID happens and they're like i'm gonna start running <laughs> you know what I mean? All these yeah, people are yeah. starting to run. You're like, you yeah. never rambled. You used to uh-huh. like staying. I'm gonna buy a bike. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like, so everyone just got a little confused, yeah, you know? Exactly. And you can't blame them. You have no. to kind of like go with it. And I think that I I try not to let the internet still get get into my head when it comes to like dealing with people. But some people push certain buttons that it's like you don't. I got the time today to talk about it. So that, <laughs> yeah. like you don't want to do that. Not and, not that it caused like a real big issue. Yeah, but it's like yeah, you yeah. when you feel strongly about something and it's like the point a person is trying to make is like you want to you want to understand and respect that point but no don't don't even do that today yeah, and you have a family it. so it's like you you're out doing what you think is safe you know and you're out there not hanging out with people and then someone mm-hmm. tells you you're being dumb and you're killing people you're like dude i didn't see anybody today i got home i took a shower didn't let <laughs> yeah. the kids touch me it's like uh-huh. you don't know so sometimes you do got to write them back right yeah. like sometimes let, you let them know the real deal mm-hmm. you're not out there at the skate park with yeah. 35 people around you it's yeah a, it's a different thing yeah. going on. It is. what what was the uh world like uh, at its like peak you know like we went out that one day but that was like the only day i you know, i went out a couple of times but i was keeping it pretty you know it was, it was more like when i was about to lose my mind i was like all right i'm gonna go out but that one day we went out in the city that was like it easter was sunday empty. You, you could literally you didn't see a single person for like 10 minutes it was yeah. insane mm-hmm. it was like i was like this is like this will never happen again in our life yeah, in our lifetime. yeah. but uh, was it like, what was the world like when, you know, because you were out every single day, I just felt like it was, like, happening around you, and you never seemed to be all that concerned, you know? Yeah, but, yeah. It's, but you were, <laughs> but also, you were wearing the mask a lot, yeah, too, uh-huh. when we were riding. Yeah, I noticed like, yeah, in the videos, you're never touching day. anybody. You're doing yeah. everything yeah. You touched, exactly. You touched a bird scooter one time, and I, I was like, I touched a bird scooter, oh. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I t- well, I touched a bird scooter, because, like, I saw, I saw this, like, um, just on an Instagram feed, this doctor was talking about, it. it's like, wouldn't you think that if this virus could last longer than however people say it then more, more people would die from like hiv yeah if it, yeah. La- if it can last that long on the surface so it's like if a bird scooter had been sitting there for 
a few hours. Yeah, like, really, yeah. really, yeah. Demarcus. Nah, no, yeah. but it's no. like, but but taking those things in consideration, yeah. I don't know. It's like, a, but and that stuff and panned that stuff is right now. Mm-hmm. That now we know, but in the early phases, it was like I ain't touching. It, it seemed like everyone was gonna yeah. die. It was yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I think I think, I think people, we're all gonna die. Like, people responded as they should. Like I yeah. think some people would be like, I'm not the type of person like, oh, you're acting extreme. It's like no, like. You got to do what you feel is best for you. The yeah. self-preservation kicks in. It's kind of good like, they yeah. scared everybody over yeah. the top because if, if it's not scary, then people would have been like, fuck yeah, yeah. yeah. And then they wouldn't have been able to get the hospitals mm-hmm. ready and whatnot. They, the scaring thing might have been a little bit of an over-exaggeration, but shit, it worked. Yeah, at it least did. At least for California, it seems like. Yeah. The hospitals got room and they're, uh-huh. sending, they're sending people here to our hospitals. You know, it's crazy. Yeah. When, when this drops, we could all eat our words. It seems like it's a, it's peaking yeah. again right now. So yeah. we'll see. Yeah. We'll see how it yeah. goes. We've got two weeks. We'll see how we'll this see. pans out. That's what's crazy though, but it's peaking, but the, the death rates are staying the same because my mom's in healthcare and yeah. it's like it, all these people are getting tested and becoming positive for it. And it's a terrible thing. Like we were talking about before this podcast, mm-hmm. but it's like, you got to keep an eye on that, that peak that's scaring everybody, but also the death rate, you know, yeah, to see if it really is getting crazy like or eight, not. 10 days though. So it was like eight, 10 days from now if the death rate peaks too. But Well, all those protests and when everyone was getting yeah. together again and people, that was kind of like the weekend where it was like, fuck coronavirus. Yeah. And yeah, seemed like, that, like with yeah. the protests. Yeah. And then after that weekend, it was like, San Diego opened back up again. So that's been a little yeah, while. Yeah. So it'll be interesting. We're going to see. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I don't not, know. Well, um, none of us, we you, ain't doctors. You did, you did say your, your mom got coronavirus yeah, and, she and she's in Georgia and, yeah. and your aunt and, uh, I have a, a cousin also too, that lives in Houston, Texas. And, and she went home to visit and I guess she got it while she was there. So, so they all, got they it, all so, got it. And then she flew it. back yeah. or she drove back. Um, I think she drove back, but uh, she's a, she's a registered nurse. So she's oh, like, wow. she's dealing with stuff like that in general and she got it and then it. she got it from visiting family oh uh, yeah and i wow. think that this is, this is real you the, gotta be so careful. The, the the thing about the city is called albany georgia and they mm. have like um it's a really really high rate of coronavirus and like deaths in the city and um they had this like um the coroner that responded to like all the corona cases or whatever and he made the time magazine cover and it's like him standing in a smock just like fully covered and it's like the, the the photo was taken in a place like I instantly knew where where it was and oh, like wow. been there like when I was a kid it's like it's where I'm from but that it's like a small city but it's so concentrated with like high cases of coronavirus so Crazy. but yeah my mom has it wow so and she's like over little... it like she's pretty much over it now and then I have That's an aunt awesome. that has it and it's like yeah but she just lost said... her sense her, her her smell and taste and um yeah she just had like just normal like um like headaches and cold and stuff like that but she now is better i talked to her this morning she's like way better cool so, yeah and you said your aunt's in the hospital though. yeah she's in the hospital but yeah. that is from like um underlying issues of yeah. like other health issues so, yeah, yeah. And probably just monitoring her hopefully mm-hmm. yeah, i'm sure it'll be all right yeah, yeah. so it, it shit is real shit yeah. is real but yeah. it is crazy that's it's like so contagious but you know it's awesome that both both your family members are going to be okay yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah you know like that's amazing three Three family, three, yeah, three family yeah. yeah, yeah. So many people like you hear like it's just even yeah, I don't real. Know no, no one's got it, you know. Yeah, it's yeah. like yeah. And Demarcus got three family members. That got <laughs> yeah, it. yeah. So yeah. This my is mom, real. My mom called me and she was like, "Yeah, like I don't have it, like taste, and I'm like waiting for my test results." And she like texts me and like, "Oh yeah, like it came back positive." And I was like, "All right, just you know, you know the process to do what you got to do. Like yeah. don't don't feel like it's ending. You yeah, you, like yeah. if you stop, that's that's when your your other if you have any other issues, which you don't. But it's like." You're just gonna create more of a problem if you don't stay active. You yeah, know? And, yeah. And I think like just go sit in the sun, go hang out in the sun. Yeah. Like don't get sunburned, but you know, just like <laughs> go hang out in do the sun. All the like, do all the healthiest things yeah. while you're healing from mm-hmm. this. Just like if it was the flu, you got to get better as fast as you mm-hmm. can, and don't 
people do die from it, but it is very rare. You know, mm-hmm. don't just that's I've had people like I have coronavirus, I'm dying. You know, like friends, and they 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 get tested and they don't got shit. Like they, they had a little cold. You <laughs> yeah. know, it's like you were gonna you're giving yourself the sickness, man. You're getting worse and worse. Uh-huh. And then when you found yeah. out you're fine, you're yeah, all stress, good. Stress too. I think stress will like help trigger anything. Like if you have acne, you know, yeah. and you stress out, it's scratching it all day. Like, yeah. now. Yeah. So like just it just off of a small like understanding that then just think about what it would do if you have like any other issue like you being stressed day in and day out about something that you don't have or that you don't know you have and it's like yeah you're gonna create more of a problem for yourself yeah i think i I got sick from being stressed out when this first started happening i was watching all these i was watching all these videos and and my mom's in healthcare, so everyone was like washing the shit out of their hands and washing everything in the backyard and like all i was doing was riding and working out because i was like i don't this is the plague or something i don't want to everyone's gonna die like i gotta be so careful but i'm having people override my rants which is, <laughs> which is stupid but that was stressing me out more too like uh-huh. am i a part of this problem and then one day i just got a crazy headache and i was just like sick for like two weeks and i was like i was fine and healthy like you know and it how did this yeah and it just came over like i had to sit back and think like what am i doing i'm like i'm stressing myself out and as soon as i like overcame all that yeah, i started to get better it was like like stress gave me some sickness. I don't know what it was. I never got tested or nothing, but it's mm-hmm. like, dude, stress really can make you sick. And I don't think I've ever been that stressed out in my life. Cause I literally was just going crazy watching those videos. Yeah. And I was like, Oh my God, is everyone going to be in a bubble at some point? And yeah. we're not, we're not going to see our mm-hmm. friends and right. say goodbye. Like, fuck the, the beginning was, it was scary. strange too. Like, um, when my, my kids finally were able to start coming back outside, like they were wearing masks. Like I would take them to the store and they were wearing masks. And it's like, just let me know if you can't breathe, cause like I'll like you. You don't need it, cause they're they're kids. They're not gonna think like, oh, I have to take it off. Or yeah. They don't think to take it off, cause they can't breathe. They're just gonna do whatever you tell them to do, and Maybe I want to pass out. Yeah, exactly. It, yeah. So it's like, but yeah, I think that what worked for me is like I had no idea what to do. I don't think I had like a, nobody did. Yeah, nobody did, and I think that what helped is me not having. I don't have phone service, so I couldn't. I couldn't really be on my phone, like unless I was at home. You know, so I was gonna, like, I was gonna, that was one of my topics. So yeah, we could, I guess we could just transfer straight into that. You relish in the idea of not being able to be contacted, like even for this podcast. Like, I think we talked a, a day or two ago, and I never even bothered following up because you agreed. And so I knew you would be here. Like Dennis yeah. texted me at 11. He's like, we still on? And I was like, yep. I, I, <laughs> and like hadn't I, talked to Marcus in 48 hours. I wanted to see I if you wanted to get a coffee and I hit your old number up and I thought you ghosted me. I was like, damn, <laughs> no, all right. But then, I, then I remembered, oh yeah, you just do your, do your phone at home. Yeah. Which is so cool. It's, I mean, it's, I, I don't encourage anybody to do it. I just feel like it kind of, it worked for me because I couldn't afford a phone back in the day. Yeah. Like um, when I was getting into it and like just fully engulfing myself and then trying to like, make bite riding a reality for me it's like i couldn't afford it so it would be like why am i stressing out trying to pay a phone bill all yeah. i want to do is ride my bike it's like you got to do this don't even worry about that so like, i think that kind of helped me transition into like not having a phone and um yeah so i just kind of like having a phone i always have a phone but i, I can't use it unless i'm on wi-fi so it kind of i got used to it to the point where some people would feel like you need a phone because you have kids you have this it's like well i get that but this worked for me I don't encourage anybody yeah, to do it. Yeah. So it's like that works. And with just having like the same kind of routine every single day, which would be if the kids are going to school today or if I want to go out and ride at a certain time, I do the, that. The entire world existed before cell phones. Yeah, it did. I was, al- <laughs> I was alive before the cell phone came out. Yeah, exactly. I was alive when they like had It's funny how it's like such a crazy idea, yeah. but it's like, yeah, the, the, 
the world was okay before mm-hmm. cell phones. Yeah. Like if you, you weren't home and you couldn't, nobody could get in, talk, in contact nope. with you, that was okay. You yep. have the millennial homies that'll come over, you know, and like to a session or whatever, and they like say what's up and then head down to the phone. <laughs> and like, what's what's what the fuck yeah. is going on, dude? Uh-huh. Like you can't even your phone is like. What is this? Like you're going on your phone to find information to tell me or something? Like yeah. just let's talk. It's, Since we're it, talking about the phone right now, I, I like he's to never like yesterday. I, he's never asked me to like hotspot him or anything like that. No. Like it's not. I'll it's get a hotspot here and there if he's like yeah. looking for a spot. But other than that, it's like eh, like if I have a day figured out and it's I can nice. meet up. But it's like I, it's, it's nice. generally can make, make it work. But um, yesterday I was talking to a few dudes and we were talking about. Um, web videos and like DVDs and stuff and um, they were asking me how I feel about it I was like oh I grew up in the VHS the DVD and all this stuff but I'd rather have a digital download and they are like really? I was like yeah like I'll buy a DVD but I'll also buy a digital download too if it comes with it and um, I just feel like me adjusting to the times make it a lot easier so to me like transition and not having a phone like I have a phone but like not really that it's nothing wrong with having one. Nothing wrong with if you are on it. But I do feel like if I was on it all the time, then a lot of other things would affect me. Yeah, so. yeah. I I think it's I think it's cool. I I can't do it obviously, but I think most people. I mean, I I suppose I could if I had to. But like, yeah. I think it's I think it's super cool. That was it was literally and that, it, and it's like if, if it like you know when we make plans and it's like hey I'll meet you here. And I'm like, I know Demarcus is gonna be there. Like, yeah. it's like I don't even have to like, oh, you on the way? Like, I don't even bother. I just like sometimes I'm a little, yeah, a few, a few you could be a few minutes late, yeah. but I know you'll be there. Like, that's that's definitely like, I just think it's I think it's funny. I think it, I think most people <laughs> are just like, what a fucking but weird, that, what but, a weirdo. <laughs> yeah, exactly. but what's so funny about it like, is like it, I've had I guess does your does your, uh, does your girl ever like? be like yo i needed to get a hold of you for two hours um she she like typically would know who i'm around like Mm, if i'm going to meet up with someone yeah she'll know like who i'm around but most of the time in the city like if i'm riding and i pass by a place that i've been around like my phone will pick it up oh she texts me like boom and it pop up on my phone you got every wi-fi password yeah yeah it's like it's literally (laughs) everywhere so but if i'm if i'm riding by something and it's like my phone are like vibrating. It's like, oh, it's like, or if she, if she really needs to get in contact with me and I'm with someone, she can like message him. She, Speaking of Dennis' phone. Girl. <laughs> Perfect <laughs> time. Left my phone under in a podcast. No, that's all good. <laughs> Perfect. I keep it raw. Put mine on silent too. Good sorry. reminder. Sorry, guys. It's all good. God, everyone, no one even knows what we're talking about anymore. <laughs> at least you didn't go, at least you didn't pull it out and just like, look at it no and way. just go on. <laughs> it, what about, so this whole thing, with no phone it's do you feel like sometimes with the the coronavirus and the protests and all this stuff going on you know granite's things have great reason to be happening or whatever mm-hmm. but you can get so engulfed in it you know like i went on a trip and you know you're not looking at your phone you're hanging out with every type of people and you're just talking about different things and you come back to san diego where everybody's been for three months and they're talking about the same shit because they've been looking at their phone or watching mm-hmm. the news yeah. and it's like you guys, like, go out there and look through your own eyes. Like, mm-hmm. everything's okay yeah. if you're going out. Everybody you hang out with, most, the majority is just, like, all about peace and love. Like, this, yeah. this yeah. news and this shit going on is, like, it's this phone and you're, like, so, it's crazy. And I feel like yeah. you not having that, probably a, a nice way for you and your family to step away from it a little bit. You can check on it, but it's, like, everything's yeah. okay, guys. Like, yeah, let's yeah, go to the party. You want to, just, like, if you can, just pay attention enough to make sure that you don't, like, you don't want to misinform yourself when it comes to it. It's yeah. kind of like you do want to know what what what's being said and what's being done and where things are happening. But like you can only know where other things are happening if you're out there. So like I've always explained to myself when I'm out riding, 
I feel like a like a little rat just like cruising around the street. So it's just like you you kind of like people you see everything, but people don't really see you. Yeah. So it's like you see stuff going on, you see things happening, and I think that yeah, you just like don't you could be on your phone all you want, completely fine. But you gotta you gotta kind of like you said, look at it through your own eyes, and then make it make way more sense. Yeah. Make know? that balance. You know, yeah. you could hear all this stuff and believe it's true while you're sitting in your home during the COVID thing and just start freaking out, you know, but then you just oh, go yeah. on one little trip, you know, wear a mask, wear your hand, uh -huh. use your hand sanitizer. And you're like, shit's all right. Like you can yeah. still do some really cool stuff right now. Mm -hmm. Like and be super safe. But if you're at home, just looking at the phone, it'll scare the shit out of you <laughs> right now. Oh yeah. But it is good though. You need that balance because if you didn't know where to wear a mask or you didn't know what people were fighting for, yeah. you know, mm -hmm. like there, there is, if the phone wasn't around, this coronavirus thing might've actually killed a lot more people, lot you more know, people. like, yeah, yeah. yeah. so true. it is crazy. Since Dennis brought up the protests when the, I think pretty early on, I texted you shortly after and I was like, have you ever experienced racism within BMX? <laughs> like I was yeah. genuinely, genuinely curious. And, and I think the, the point of that was the, the Sean Moore post mm -hmm. and Hinkins and Madeira and all that stuff. And that was one of the main reasons aside from the sponsorship news that I wanted to, I felt like it'd be good to have you on, yeah. on the podcast to talk about. <clears throat> so have you ever experienced racism within BMX? Yes. <laughs> More so like <clears throat> from a, the standpoint that the, the, I, I can reflect to one of the first times I really kind of like I felt it. Mm -hmm. It was because like I think that when people think of racism, they think of the N-word. Yeah. You know, it's like the N-word is like the, the bottom of the list when it comes to racism yeah. or it comes to like stereotypes and stuff. An easy, hateful thing yeah, you yeah, can easy, say real quick. Yeah, easy. And um. And there are substitute words for those for that word as well. Of but course, um, yeah. the the, the very first time I I experienced this, um, I was at this contest in Atlanta, and um, I did okay. I think I got first place in like the like intermediate class or something. Mm -hmm. And they had this website where they post about the contest. And when I got home, I checked the website, and the guy that wrote the like he like he's the editor and all that stuff for the website, and he posts about me winning and his words were he may look like a brooklyn ledge wrecker but he got moves and i was like hmm, hmm. a brooklyn ledge wrecker mm -hmm. what does like, that mean that's uh, like that's the thing <clears throat> it's to reading it to my friends like that a street were, kid with metal pegs or is this a racist um like term? <laughs> when i read it to my friends it's like they they couldn't really see that it was an issue they were like well i don't understand it was like when you think of brooklyn ledge wrecker what's the first thing come to your mind and I didn't have pegs on my bike at all. Yeah. Like, I didn't have brakes on my bike. Like, like you're saying like, that you were breaking a stereotype of, like, African-American bike riders. Yeah, yeah. literally that. Yeah. And uh, I think that. Like, you're supposed to ride ledges yeah. in New so, York. So, but for me, I think I was six, I was 17. Yeah. And, like, in reading that, it was like, oh, dang, like, fuck your plaque. I don't need yeah, this shit. Yeah. Like, that's how I felt because it was like, dang, he really just said that. Like, even in his head, he probably thought he was saying something nice. And like yeah. and that's fine. It's yeah. like I have to I have to understand it from his point of view. But it was like, yo, why can't why couldn't you just say like, oh, like great contest, he killed it yeah. or something? You yeah, know? it's like why why you look put at skin this? color? Yeah, yeah. it's like and to most why people they, what, they about what I'm supposed to like be. even people that like, will watch this they be like, well, how's that an issue? Like, yeah. How do you not like because I I understand it from another point of view. Like I understand like racism and stereotypes from some from such a deep concentrated concentrated place in South Georgia where. I was exposed to like racism, like outside, like outside of BMX, before, like way before it came to bike riding in general. Yeah. And that's right. Even I, with that the cop stuff, like yeah. just like stuff like that, that I think that a lot of people weren't exposed to, even though it like no happened, you know. So 
racism hits real deep for me and I can't say it doesn't hit deep from other people, but I got understanding from like so many angles that whenever you talk about it, it a, another person can't really look at him like, oh, like that makes sense. Like they will be like, oh, how does it, how's that even an issue? And it's like, well, yeah, it's like, can't and explain it to a certain well, degree. Like we had the when we were filming a couple of weeks ago, or I think close to a month now, one of the people we were with said something of you said a word i can't remember the in, oh, I got you. Yeah, yeah 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 and, what so what well, he just said he just said a word that was like this is talking about demarcus demarcus said like a big word it was it was something that someone else said and yeah I was and like, he was like that word sounds really sick and the, and he the was word like, was um festering festering, festering. yeah but didn't, he, like, but didn't he say something like like oh I've never heard a oh yeah black I got person you. Yeah. say the word festival yeah he well the, the, and it was like we all we all like kind of like <laughs> yeah like, you and the other got punched back and like, it was like whoa like, oh, what do you that mean was by a, that that was a weird but statement the, the, thing, the funny thing is, is um like how he said it it was um pretty interesting because it's, in, it's innocent but it's like it's a weird it's that's a weird thing. thing so that's the thing that and and we love we love we love the person that this yeah, happened yeah, 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 and, and you guys talked about it we gave him shit in the moment sounds like a racist to me even when, even when even when kind of this was the the protest and uh, and BLM was like at, at its like peak like DeMarcus, and this person is a full supporter the like yeah um, he was at, he went to yeah. the protest he, but the you thing know. is why well, I try to get him to understand like after like so what happened was one guy said this word and I was like ooh that sounds sick I never heard it used that way festering and he yeah. was like oh like that that should be a good word for your vocabulary I don't see too many brothers using that word and. Fudger and other person was like, "Whoa, wait a minute, dude! What do you mean by that?" Yeah, <laughs> and uh, I didn't say anything. I was like, "Hmm." But kind of like, gave him a little bit of shit. Yeah, well, moment. I didn't say like, anything because I, I I give a person the space to to let whatever they say be be it because I don't like that racism, any stereotype. So kind of like I feel like it bounced off of me because I understand it from a different point. Yeah. It's like I don't have to fire off on you to to make a point. Like you shouldn't say that because like it was an honest thought and came out, but. There's a time and a place, and that time and place came when I saw a post that he made about supporting the the Black Lives Movement and um Black Lives Matter movement, and um I said to him like, "Hey, perfect time, and you should think about what you said the other day. Like it wasn't a racist thing, but it was a very very bad stereotype. Yeah. But you have to audit yourself when yeah. it comes to those things. Yeah. It's like the reason why I say audit yourself because he, in his head he didn't he didn't register that that was the issue that that was a problem. It's like you have to really think about what you said and in the context of how you use it yeah. and i was like think about it like if and i had people hit me up like well what do you think people should do and it's like go talk to your parents go talk to don't talk to me about it yeah. go talk to your parents <laughs> yeah. the person that like you have heard use certain things yeah. that you kind of like brushed yeah. off that you don't even think about and things that i hear that you may, may not even think a problem like you you were here you were here this and you grew up hearing this and it doesn't have to be the n-word it have to be any of that but i think that because I understand it from so many different points of views that it just, I, it's like a sore thumb. You can just it stick out so easy to me. Yeah. And, um, and sometimes I always see certain things that people don't even see when it comes to like that particular thing. So yeah, it's one of those things that happened recently and it was, uh, pretty interesting, but we, it, it good, worked. good people say dumb shit, you know, like, mm. and oh, I no. can't say, cause I, I mean, mean, I think, I think all people are good in their own way. Yeah. And I think that, good and bad is in the eye of the beholder yeah. it's in the eye of the person that's looking at it just like if a person calling another person lazy it's like oh, they may not be lazy to themselves it's only in the eye of the beholder yeah. that's just what i think yeah, it doesn't yeah, mean yeah. that yeah that's correct but it's like good people but i think that sometimes that can be watered down to an excuse to make up for 
you know, saying the dumb Some thing. But it's like, not that you're saying anything dumb or that you're dumb for saying it. It's more so like, think about it. Yeah. Like, I've been around a lot of my friends since I've been in California and they never heard me use the N-word. Yeah, yeah, I've never. It's like, yeah. the reason, and the reason why I don't it's because I understand that if I want people to come at me a certain way, I have to like, like um, treat myself a certain way. Yeah. You know, and I think that I learned that just off of the the my experiences, not just only with racism, not only with cops, but just off of even dealing with family. You mm-hmm. know, it's like my cousins don't talk to me that way, my mom don't talk to me that way, I don't talk to them that way. So it's like when a person is around me, they'll check themselves. And I think that the reason why they do that is because I present myself to them a certain way. Not that it's like a, a facade, but it's more so like, I don't say I don't say the word homie to anybody. I don't say the word, like, I'll say dude because it's like a general thing. And the reason why I don't Cali- do that. Because you live like, in California now. Well, well, yeah. Yeah, but it's like, well, the, the thing is. You think is homie's like, like a. I think homie. What's wrong the, with homie? Ho- nothing's wrong with the word homie, but I've seen people change their demeanor when they were talking to me. They're like. Oh hey, what's up? How's it going? It's like next person's like, oh hey, what's up? Then it's like next few sentences like, oh homie. And oh, you're like and that. Oh, I but see, posture, I see, I see. it's all in posture. Yeah, yeah. And I think the a person posture change whenever they want, they feel like they can relate. Yeah. And I think that <laughs> it's like <laughs> crazy. It's, it's not, and, but yeah. the reason the reason why I pay attention to that is because those things stick out to me more because of experiences with stereotypes and racism. So it's like. It's not that those things are a real big issue that, or that that person mean like any harm. Yeah. It's just more so that I understand that I look at the posture of the person using it because homie isn't a bad word, but it's like the posture behind it. It's like that's when you feel like, oh, this person feel like that. It's, it's, it's just it like, needs yeah. to be done. Yeah. It's like, oh, you don't have to do all that. Yeah, you're like, I'm, yeah, yeah. you don't need so, to but, yeah. change your lingo to talk Don't to get me. it confused like, the word homie isn't a bad word. <laughs> so just yeah, another yeah. way of like someone looking at color when they, if they're saying homie and yeah, then they yeah. change it a little slang yeah, yeah. and like, you're like, dude, yeah. I'm, I'm normal, dude. Like, yeah. I don't need yeah. to, you don't need yeah. to talk to me any different. Like, but, but, looking at, but looking at color is important. I think it's, it's, um, it's important to recognize a person with how they look. Like, I fully embrace that. You're white, you're white, and I'm black. There's nothing wrong with that. Is no, it? Yeah. yeah, yeah, because because when you when you blend it, then it's like the issues get the issues that people have to deal with get overlooked. Not personal issues, but issues as a whole. So it's wouldn't wouldn't the ultimate wouldn't the ultimate solution like to racism would to be to not see color, correct? No. In the end? No. No? No. Okay. Cuz well that's why I personally think I can. Yeah, I, I mean, really, I don't know. Cuz I think that when you recognize something, you appreciate it for what it is. And if you if you blend it all together, then everything's the same. And yeah. I think the reason why I say everything's the same because at that point, how can you have like people that are even good at what they do? It's like you can have a person that's good at this, and you have a person that's good at that, and you can't match them together, and they exist together. It's more so like this person is really good at this, and we appreciate you for being good at that. Yeah. You match colors together, then it's like, oh, it's got one big color. It's like, yeah. no, nah, but everybody is different. Everybody do have certain things about them that stands out more, where it's like their eye color, skin tone, hair. Like, yeah. you have to recognize those things, and you have to make the self-evaluation of, like, do I accept that? Of course, you, you have to if, you, if you're around this person and you appreciate that person for being them. Not so much that we're the same. They're of course, we're the same. Better like we, in we, any if way I cut my way. cut my arm right now, we're both gonna bleed the same. Yeah. But but just saying, recognizing that and not blending it. If you blend it too much, then it, that that becomes. It's okay for you to say certain things. It's yeah. okay for me to say certain things. Like no, we have to be we have to be thoughtful about the things we're saying to each other, and also thoughtful about what we accept that we that we overlook ourselves. You know, like I said, I've made sure I don't use certain words because I understand that if I'm using it. How can I tell anybody else what they should and shouldn't yeah, be saying? Yeah, so yeah. it's like, that's what I mean by looking at it and not bleeding it. It's like, 
But that's just like what I think my perspective. No, that could also be a little bit like stereotyping people too, though, mm-hmm. because if you say, my homie over there, he's brown, you know, he's a Mexican, but he's like, dude, I'm from like Ecuador, like you know, yeah, you yeah. don't even know, or like yeah. you're black, but you could be like a European black guy, not mm-hmm. an African American who might have had like been in a generation yeah, from slavery. In, yeah, you know, exactly. it's like yeah, that's yeah. it's kind of I don't know. That's that is I get what you're saying, but at the same time, it's like. There's so much to it, it's, too. It's, so, like, it's a lot to it, yeah. It's a, it's a very difficult subject, and it's one that I'm, like, kind of... Like, I you get know, your skip. side. Like, why can't everyone not see color? And I get your side, what you're saying, too. That's a pretty well, cool point. Well, it's like, cool I, saw a like l- I saw a little video. I don't. I reposted on my story or something, but it was, like, a, a little kid that was, like, looking at photos, and he was like, oh, those are two boys, and they're mm-hmm. hugging, and then mm-hmm. this one's, you know, and the dad was like, oh, what is you know, do you notice anything else? And he's like, oh, there's flowers in the background. He's like, what else do you notice? And he never noticed that it was a white That's boy. That's how my, hi- my high school was, was totally like, like that, where it was like this crazy melting pot, like, of yeah, people. Yeah, San Diego. Everybody was, there was no black, Mexican, white. It was just like, like you know, yeah. so mm-hmm. that's kind of why I like the whole, like, don't see color. You don't, there's no such thing as racism because we're all just kids. Yeah. But there is background and it is good to know that, yeah. you know, because mm-hmm. being, that's what's crazy too, because the country's so big and the world's so big. San Diego itself, where I grew up, you know, there was no racism, right. but you're from Atlanta where you felt it and you understand it more, you know? Mm-hmm. So I'm like so ignorant to it. And that's why a lot of kids in San Diego are like, well, what I are think you talking about? You know? yeah. Yeah. I'm glad you brought yeah. it up because um, even coming to San Diego and you hear... That like, was going to be one of my certain, questions. Like yeah. the differences between where you grew up and uh-huh. here and if it's worse here or if it's different You've seen here it all. BMX, yeah. you've well, been from the East Coast. Now you're on the West Coast. So. Well, I would say, yeah, just in the in the sense of being living in Georgia and living here, like it's a real big difference on like uh, like cultures and like certain things that people do here just simply out of like what's trending or what they feel like is cool mm-hmm. and i mean that that's across the board everywhere but like um when it comes to like uh like you talked about schools like i grew up in a segregated school like my elementary school was like all black kids not one white kid and you couldn't go to the white school like i went you can look it up if you want my <laughs> mom went to an all-black school yeah yeah they sent like, her she was her and her cousin were the only white girl she lived in flint michigan so yeah. she always tells me about like she yeah, was yeah. actually in a segregated school yeah. but she was the white girl mm-hmm. like, went to she had to use a different school. door uh-huh. and she would go through the black door singing and just was yeah. friends with everyone you yeah. know what like, and that, that was <laughs> my mom's generation in flint michigan and this what guy fuck and yeah. it's real bro your your school yeah even? i went to a segregated elementary school and um Middle school, it kind of like blended a my little bit. My mind is blown. Dude, right in San now. Diego, they put my one of my good friends, he's Mexican, they put him with all the other Mexican kids who couldn't speak English and he couldn't be in the normal classes. And he's like, I speak English fine. Like that literally happened <laughs> Why in Why am San I in Diego. this classroom? What the fuck? Yeah, yeah, and he had yeah. to like beg his way out of it. And they're like, no, you have to stay in this class. You know, uh-huh. it's like still going, it's going on right now in San Diego. Yeah. But and let's hear like, about this. That's well, so interesting. <clears throat> yeah, this is like in a, this little small city called Dawson, Dawson, Georgia. And it's like uh, just real, real country city like the small town actually small town and um like uh like i'm originally from albany georgia where i was born and slightly raised and i moved to the city like right outside of it and it's called dawson mm-hmm. and like um yeah my my grandparents um my my dad's parents everything like um that's basically kind of where we're from but um yeah i went to elementary school all black school then um because and no cause, white people were allowed there no no why, it was why? like not th- I don't think I couldn't I won't say that people weren't allowed there. I think they it was more so like the like, yeah. like the white so family yeah. the white families down the road mm-hmm. bust their kids to a different school yeah, yeah. and stuff like, like, like the school like, my not, mom not mandatory like, yeah. but like and a, you're in an all black neighborhood like yeah. you're in like no like miles and miles you don't see any white kids. Yeah, my mom's and, parents were like, "You're going to that school, you ain't getting bust nowhere." <laughs> <laughs> That's sick. That's the fuck? And she loved yeah. it, you know. And um yeah, so middle school was like a little more blended slightly, like slightly. I mean, like the 
the two like kids that are white, you know, and it's like at this time no no um Hispanic kids. So then I moved back to the city, the like the city that's like a little bit bigger to go to um middle school, like um seventh grade. And that's when I was like uh, I met a few friends, a few of my best friends now. Um Billy is one of them. His name yeah, his name's Billy. He's white. Um and he's white and Mexican. So yeah, yeah, but he yeah, he looked full Caucasian. Yeah. Like um but and a few other friends and I was like, Oh, sick and he also wrote too. So it was like, All right, this is this is sick and but in the in the midst of all of that from a very small child I understood the difference. I understood, that's why I was I was saying like when you don't if you don't look at color then you can't recognize people for being special for who they are. Yeah. So it's yeah. it's like my hair is completely different from your hair. Like when you touch it it feels different. And if you if you blend us then it's like we're we are the same. We are the same as humans, but like as people, when it comes to like our genetic makeup, when it comes to how we look, yeah, it's like we're not the same. Yeah, you know, it's like that's that's when you really realize you appreciate a person for who they are. You appreciate them for them how they look, and you don't get like you're not like. And prejudice and racism is is believing that one person is better than the other yeah, based yeah. off of how they look. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. So whenever you you know, you find that thing in that person that you really appreciate, which probably be uh, personality would be like, um, you guys get along, you guys have certain things in common, but then you don't see, like, you don't, you don't look at that person. It's like, um, like we're the same, you are the same, but you don't, you don't feel like one's better than the other because of how they look. It's like, this is your friend and he's your friend. There's no, and that's because you recognize the things that are different about you guys, and all of it is special. Yeah. It's like everything about you is special. Everything about this person is special. Then you you go from there. But it's a it's such a tricky thing because it seems so. You can't. If I begin to talk about that constantly on an Instagram or Facebook, oh, yeah, people yeah, will yeah, want to yeah. hear it. Yeah, you know. And I think that they feel like, oh, you're just overthinking. It's like, no, I don't think I know I'm not. It's like certain things I know I personally dealt with, and I can't tell a person that like they didn't have to go through anything it's not my point but like me and knowing what i went through when it comes to like racism stereotypes and um dealing with situations like it's very very real bad situations like very bad situations so yeah. i don't know if i should ask this question but what is your take on the sean moore hinkins madera um my take would be that I think he handled it the best way he could. Yeah. Like some people probably probably would feel like, oh, he should have nipped that in the bud back in the day. And I think that for Sean, Sean's from a different place of where I'm from. Like mm -hmm. he he grew up different. And I think that if I put myself in his shoes or Hinkin's shoes or anybody else that was in the van or when all that happened, it's like I look, if I can be in the front seat and look back and like see that happening, it's like, hmm, I wonder. I'm sure Hinkins probably felt like, uh, maybe I shouldn't have said that or he couldn't help it. Yeah. He said it because that's, that's something that it he, wasn't his first time saying it. Yeah. So yeah. it's like, and, and, I'm, I, and I don't personally know that, yeah. but it's like, I mean, you can make an assumption. Yeah. So, but yeah, exactly. It's like, if it, if it, <laughs> I mean, yeah, like, well, well, that's what I'm saying. It's like, I don't, I don't like, if I go off with just what was said, then it's like, well, the only way that came out is because that's who he is. Yeah. I, I'm a strong believer in like, and, you I mean, can hide maybe how you, would, you are as yeah. much as you want. Yeah. Certain things you say will come out. Like they will come out. Is that simple? with enough time? Mm -hmm. What if social he, mass falls what if off? He was, what if he was raised a certain way via his parents, and his parent, his parents had prejudice, and he was grown up a certain way, and he realized it was bad, and he was going in the right direction, mm -hmm. but 
something like that happens and then you know it's he's growing eight years later and he's not who he was then etc what is the what are his options you know like i'm giving mike benefit of the doubt here and and 100 not saying that he didn't say it whatsoever he said it that's pretty undeniable Mm -hmm. what what are his options I think that people should like for some, for somebody who's fuck it. He was born. He was born into a racist family. I don't know yeah, yeah. or something like that. But like, you don't want to. I think that it depends on the person that's dealing with with them. Like I would say, if it was me in a situation, like I said, like how certain things they bounce off of me when I think about them. Mm-hmm. Like I probably would have handled it slightly different. Like I wouldn't have been like fired off at him. But I can't say that because of the time period. It's yeah. like I know how I was when I was younger that. I don't put up with crap. Like I don't take it in the sense of that. You don't, you still don't put up with crap. Yeah. Just so like, you know. Well, well <laughs> but that, but I think that kind of, you want to give a person that space. You yeah. want to give it, you want to give them the space to completely be themselves. It's like, you don't, I don't think that be beating the crap out of them would have been the, like the, the best thing to do, but some people like feel different. Yeah. But I think that giving him the space to kind of like figure it out for himself and see where he's staying with it. And one thing that, that one thing that stood out more than all the good things he's done shows how powerful that thing is. Yeah. And we as men deal with that with women. You know, like you do a hundred good things, then you forget to take out the trash and that not taking out the trash <laughs> outweigh all the good Segway. things. You know, you know, it's like but that's just a very, very, yeah, yeah, very yeah. Yeah. No, terrible example. Saying, yeah, but you know what I mean? It's yeah. like that. And when they but, say they say it takes ten good things to to yeah. unwrite a bad thing. Yeah. You know? So like, you you give him the space to kind of like um audit himself like i was saying you get you give him the space and i think that i think it'd be a tough fight for him to convince anybody else that he ain't he's not that way yeah i'm about to say he ain't that way but uh so <laughs> well i mean i think <laughs> but, i mean uh, i think he lost that yeah you yeah, know like i yeah. think he whatever um he the the video he released was kind of dancing a little bit and uh, my that's opinion, a, and, and that's you know. pretty much like um a person that's not ready to take on what, like, take on the responsibility of what yeah. he made for himself. And I think that it just got to a point where when Sean said it, and he he didn't see it coming. You know, it's like he didn't he didn't expect people to go at him or anybody like anything yeah. like that. But like, whenever whenever you're you're back against the wall, like, what are you gonna do? You know, and I think that with Sean in his position, if I put myself in Sean's shoes and how he handled it, I say he handled it handled it the best way he could. And if the situation wouldn't are you have talking been about out, eight years ago? Or, yeah, or at the not, time yeah. he handled it the best way he could, yeah. and then to now he handled it how he was how he was supposed to, or how he felt was right. And I think that if the things weren't happening and things weren't being pushed so much and pressure being put on people, he wouldn't have said anything about it. Like when like he probably felt the pressure from everything that's going on that he yeah. had to get it out, yeah. and he felt like that was the time to say it. And I think that with the way he handled it, like I said, it would have been completely different for me. I can't really say what I would have done specifically in, in the situation, yeah. but um. To, to Sean' defense, I think that, like I said, he was raised different from me. We come from completely two different places. Like I know that he grew up around like mostly white kids. I didn't, so it's like, well, I knew that how certain things that I was raised on and things I would do and things I practice and the things that my mom would talk to me about and I would see. It made common sense to me that I need to control myself in situations when it comes to stuff like that. So I wouldn't have fired off. It would have been like, oh, he just doesn't know. It's like yeah. no excuses for him. Like yeah. He doesn't get a pass for it, but it's like he doesn't understand how much that affect a person, that he had to hold on to it for so long before he could say anything about it. Because in his position, he had to think about, well, this is the TM. 
and I'm in a van full of white kids. Yeah, he's in a position of power. That well, well, that but also he has to also think about if he fire off about something that offended him, it makes him look crazy. Whether a lot of people understand that or not, yeah. it makes him look like he's being irrational, like he's crazy, like it's not all about race. It's like no, like when when stuff like that happens, the person that speak up and it hurts the most, it makes that person seem like they're like they're crazy that's why i say if i talk about certain race stuff right now yeah. on my instagram people are like yo it's like it's not all about that it's like you don't fucking understand yeah, yeah. but it's is it hurts it's that deep to the point where he couldn't even say anything about it until now how come no, how can no one else in the van say anything you know like if someone in any of my crew has said that out the window i would be like yo what the fuck dude certain like you feel that way some people don't even a know. whole van of people though mm-hmm. yeah. like dude i've you see the thing is like that's um, fucking crazy how did no one else in the van say anything sean's in the back it's like no one wanted to step up for that. Like, if fucking anyone in... I would have. Yeah. I, I mean, I would have. From different I, places. No, if I saw but, someone I mean, being racist, we're, we're, I'm going to fucking call them out real quick. Yeah, you we're, know, like, we're, in, we're a born real... in San Diego, so I think I think it's, you know, a lot of those dudes well, were Midwest. I mean, it was also eight years ago, not that that gives eight a pass. Eight years ago. But, <laughs> but, cares? but it's yeah. like, but I mean, I feel like we've progressed. Like, eight years ago, I was probably still saying gay, you yeah, know, yeah, like, yeah. or yeah. retard and stuff. And those are words that I said as, like... It's like, that's gay. Yeah. Now I don't say that mm-hmm. anymore. And it's like, and not that it's the same level whatsoever, but like, we progress mm-hmm. as it goes. And it's like eight years is, is a palpable amount of yeah, time. It's a, it's a good amount of time to, yeah, just like True. figure yourself out. For somebody him or all those people in the van could have <clears throat> yeah, changed. I'm just yeah. saying back then it's crazy that there was yeah, you're that right. many I mean, 100% people, in a, you're right. That many yeah, people yeah. in a van yeah. with a, a black dude in the backseat and he just said that out the window at another black dude. It's like not... Anyone that, yeah, would have been like, like, you like, know, think, about, think about that. It's not, <laughs> yeah. it's not just Sean Moore in the back seat. Yeah, and uh, it's, he's saying and it to dude somebody in the front else. Seat. Yeah, there was a bunch of people in the middle. What yeah. came? What? No. What? What? I put myself in a position as that. No one said anything about that. I, like, growing up in like, uh, I'm from a. It's a very black place. Like it's like it's black people everywhere. Sounds like you, you come to a segregated. School. Yeah, and when you come when you come to San Diego, you have a very like a, a very small amount of black people. So it's. Whenever I when I think about Sean being in that position and him saying that to the dude and I'm looking at it's an older guy that he's saying that to that's like a future version of Sean. Yeah. It's like you I think there's my, a very small amount of black people in San Diego? Well, I know it is. Well, when you when you do it in percentages of like how many like Mexican, how many white, or how many black, it's yeah. like it's a very small amount. And we're like in Canto, like Southeast San Diego is like the more concentrated area for black people. And it's like a very Where we small, are right yeah. now. Yeah. Yeah. In Canto. A, mm-hmm. I it's think a La Mesa must have, Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, like in Canto, yeah. La Mesa must be very multicultural or something too. Yeah, there's definitely mixes and, mm-hmm. you know, you go more towards the border and it's and it's predominantly Mexican. Like mm-hmm. my high school. Sorry I, to interrupt. Yeah. I was just no, like, no, yeah, no, no, I, no. I didn't know that there was yeah. less black people in yeah. San Diego. Oh, but yeah. I guess because you got North County, that's all white people too. Mm-hmm. Like, so you, you probably do the whole county is going to be mainly... Probably Mexican and white people, because yeah. South County, County and North County. We have the budgets pulling it up. Yeah, I want to see. Uh, don't. What were we talking about before I interrupted that? That was just um, like something I just just, like, just out. talking about putting yourself in a position of who who like the people in the van and like just speaking oh, up about co- it. Damn, everything's COVID. I and literally <laughs> did not put COVID in there. Give <laughs> me the percentage breakdown of San Diego County. <laughs> COVID. What, COVID. What color skin <laughs> yeah. with COVID? <laughs> I'm looking up the. Pod. I don't care about COVID. God damn. We were talking about yeah, they they're hearing us, dude. They're mm-hmm. putting it in there. But um, yeah, like the with putting yourself in yeah, a position five, of five point five point five percent. Wow. So, yeah. yeah. California six point five. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. Wow. Yeah. Uh, 
If you check that's Georgia, that's, that's check the, Georgia, the, like, it'd probably be weight like a higher. Yeah, seventy-five percent is white alone. That's crazy. His, Hispanic is how? Wait, hold on. These numbers are not adding up. So how, how is how is white alone seventy-five percent and Hispanic is thirty-four <laughs> percent? I think it's because I think it's because you got North County. You know, that's like yeah, but it, it's people. over a hundred percent. Like okay. 75, yeah. 35. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Unclick right. needs a guy who actually looks stuff up. Yeah. So, so we're not trying to look stuff yeah. up. And talk. Now, yeah. take, now taking fact-checking <clears throat> interns. Rue the cat. Boom. Boom. Rue the cat. Um, got it. Well, uh, I guess, I mean, I did have more follow-up questions. But well, I have it, a few it, things I can talk about when yeah. it comes to, like, current I, stuff I now. I don't want to. You guys keep going. I've had to pee for, like, no, do you think 15 minutes. No, I'll wait till you get back. <laughs> if we can take a... Yeah, we can take a quick cut. All right, got it. A few moments later. Sims mentioned at some point, I don't know if he did publicly or or elsewhere, if I was just talking to him or something, but he mentioned that he thought at, a, at some point that he wasn't marketable because he was African-American. Like, yeah. he wasn't necessarily... I think that's a... You feel that personally, and I think I think any person that participates in something like this will feel some kind of, like, self that they're not... They don't fit a description. Yeah. And I think that... But isn't that, like... I mean, I don't know what... If... Should we jump back on here? What are we doing? Dennis had a fucking giant mole on the front of his face when he is being a Mercedes commercial, you know? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. like that goes. It's so many things yeah, that have so to yeah, be confidence and rep that mole. Moly, moly. And then, and then, obviously, the last question would be just like, how and what can the the industry do to 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 move forward? Because yeah. because you know, like I think if I had a team right now, I'd want like if I was a team manager, I think it'd be you know the beautiful like to have it's so hard in BMXO because there's such a small percent of black mm-hmm. dudes and there's there's probably mainly white people you know oh definitely oh, mainly, ma- yeah. mainly white people so like I don't know if I was a TM right now I'd be like let's make this multicultural team so we can yeah get black kids stoked on it and get Mexicans kids stoked on it mm-hmm. get the white kids it's just stoked like, why on you it get like a, you get a girl on the team because you like get a girl you're like you want yeah, girls everything. to like be a part of it so but not look. not just for the brand but for like for the whole thing, like yeah. why not? Like, try inclusiveness and do it? is always like the the window to like make things work because I think that are we back? Are we officially back on or are we? Yeah, I, a lot of shit we said was good on there. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Right. know. There's some <laughs> shit that maybe we should see. Yeah, yeah. Really? I don't know. I don't care what people. Well, know. like I was saying, inclusiveness is always important. I think that people get invite and inclusive mixed up. Um, I think that like how having let's say if you have a, a like you said you would make it you would like to have a diverse team and inclusiveness is like the first step of that it's like what is inclusiveness basically like writing it in with the idea of like that person being involved it's kind of like if you it's kind of like um i use this as an example something that happened recently um this skater hit up garrett and garrett message like put us in a group chat it's like yo you guys want to participate in this and it was like the push for a cause skate thing oh yeah yeah and um i told him it was like how about you tell that skater to make another flyer says to tell all the skateboarders to lose their lose their egos and send it to them. Tell them I was gonna skaters. bring this up to you because I know you fucking hate the whole skate no. hate thing. I know you do, and I do too because I I grew up skating and I fucking hate it. But you grew up with segregation, you know, and you feel that. Well, so now you feel is, this segregation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's I was gonna it bring was, that up. What kinda, do you feel about that lines. shit? It blended lines. He yeah. he didn't really understand what I like where I was coming from with it. But I told him I was like, I get the idea that they're pushing for a good cause like that. That's important and. Like, why now do you want to include everybody else to show unity when I'm not allowed to go to a skate park? Fuck yeah. yeah. But, the, but, the re- yeah. but 
Gary was like, well, maybe it's like to bring everybody together. It's like, you can believe that if you want to. The reason why I Fuck say you can yeah. believe that if you want to, because you can, the way I look at it is like, I wasn't included. He invited you. He sent you an invite. You're not on that flyer. He didn't say, we're going to go out for a cause. He's like, yeah. we're going to skate for a cause. It wasn't, pedal, it, was, it wasn't push and pedal. Yeah. yeah. And it was like, you weren't included. It yeah. wasn't an inclusive thing. It was like, oh, well, I know this BMX dude, but ask him so he can ask some of his friends because he has a good reach. And it was like, not that I'm against it. It was just more so like, you can't participate in certain things when underlying issues haven't been dealt with. Totally. That's yeah. like the it's one like, thing I can't, I can't relate to racism. You know, I'm what I'm ignorant to it, you know, because San Diego, that whole thing, it was just never went on here, mm-hmm. but I can understand it because of the whole being a BMXer and getting kicked out of skate <laughs> yeah. parking that whole time. This whole, uh-huh. when, when all this is going on, I always just say like, I, I, that's fucked up because you know, like our thing is so much different, you know, mm-hmm. just getting kicked out of skate parks is yeah. way less but of so a, it's such a thing. A that bad it's, thing. Easy to, it's easy to see because, you but have it makes you see it. It makes you, me feel it a little bit. When you deal with it, then it's easy for you to notice it. You know, because we're riding so this easier. bike is because mm-hmm. of skin color, you know, it's like mm-hmm. the same thing, not as bad at but all, you know, but, but you it's notice the same it, yeah. fucking yeah. feeling of like, you can't it, do this because you're on a different fun toy. I always, I always hate it when it's like, people are like, oh, it's a form of like, it's like racism. And I always hate that. but it does. It, d- it does make sense yeah. to a degree, but yeah, it like it's, it's not nearly as yeah, crazy. Yeah, but you yeah. you can as a as a white boy from San but Diego, yeah, I can I get the you know when people it, talk about yeah. I'm like I kind of understand it. It, a little helps, bit. Yeah, yeah. it helps you, you feel the same feelings yeah. essentially. Like like is that what you're saying? Like it helps yes. you feel the same feelings. Yeah, you, that you, well you can getting a ticket it. while all these other kids are skating and having fun in there, and I skate too. But I think this is more fun, you know. Yeah. And I'm getting a ticket outside is like you some fucking. It's a good it's a good example to like a bridge to get you to understand that. When certain things are talked about, like as being a, a black guy and certain things I deal with, it's like I don't expect anybody to like go, like, oh, I'm sorry you had to deal with that. I'm so sorry. It's like it's not that. It's like it's more so like certain things I can see, certain things that stand out to me more than other things, and I see it. And I think that when people get like a sense of experience or something like that, then you can understand like like how things, how you would see things where you don't have to think twice if you go back and you're going your backyard and ride. But you have to think about like, oh, I don't know if I should go to the skate if park. If I went to the now. Memorial Skate Park like, during a packed day, yeah, they don't get to shit what color I am. <laughs> yeah. They see what bike, <laughs> yeah, what they, I'm doing, they and they might be like, dude, what the fuck yeah, are you doing yeah, here? You have, you, know? to de- you have to deal with um, then, certain uh, things that stand that out more. You have of like, I'm not doing the same thing as you, but I'm uh-huh. having fun too. And, so uh, that, yeah. was a, that was what I mean by inclusiveness. And I think that okay. that's, a, okay. and that's a very small example of it, but um, that was something that I was trying to get Gary to understand. It was like, I get that he's trying to make it like unity, and I think that you want the unity but bmxers are always like reaching out we're always the one that's like the forgiving one when it comes to like mm-hmm. other sports it's like i love inline i love scooters i love bikes i love skateboarders like whatever i, I have a lot of skateboard friends and i think that people get the impression yes. that i hate skateboarders which is funny and um but i'm just not i don't want yeah, someone was saying that the other day yeah, about yeah. you i'm like he doesn't hate <clears throat> skaters he doesn't christian, christian would say that christian would say that to me but he doesn't understand that you don't like never, dicks yeah well that he didn't understand thing. that I'm not about to be a grown ass man at a skate park and dealing with some kid and me getting all emotional and worked up about what a kid is saying to me and me being a grown ass man out riding my bike and getting shit from a skateboarder that's doing not the same thing but like 
basically the same thing. Yeah, it's the same like, level. Like what? Like how? How is that even real? It's like how? How do how you work so real? hard? How do you work so hard to be a professional bike rider and you go somewhere and a person telling you you can't be doing something that you're well more qualified to do than they are? It doesn't make any sense to me. One hundred percent agreed. But it's like, but there get, is there is some sort of like hierarchy that skaters sometimes feel. Well, they, I think they it's entitlement. Have, they have a pass. Yeah, it's entitlement. entitlement. Like I've yeah. I've been in a situation where I had to stand up for my friends because they feel like they will be frustrated. But it's like. You're not looking to like choke anybody out. I'm down, but it's like, because like, but it's it's in a sense of that it it's just so disrespectful. You yeah. know, it's like you just you just can't keep putting up with it. But I think that giving into like the oh come participate with us, then nah. you like no like no like do what you're doing and do your part to try to make it work. But if you really want to fix things. Do those stuff that you're overlooking. It was don't, like don't the, the OB skate park. Like, that's a basically a bike park now, you know? But yeah. we had to have, like, a revolution, you know? That's it was literally, like... OB skate park, that's where Dennis fought a one-armed man. Yeah, I almost choked him out, too. Do you want to hear that whole story? I didn't fight a one-armed kid. I fought the... <laughs> I don't fight, but I ended up fighting the whole skate park of skaters. It was, like, 15 on three. See? And, you know, they saw that, like, damn, these bike riders are crazy. And ever since then, it was, like, so, just... Yeah. They're not going to kick me out uh-huh. anymore, you know? And I, I hate fighting them. I yourself, don't yeah. do not condone yeah. fighting ever but yeah. it came to the point where the kid kicked his skateboard out of my front wheel had to jump off the bike threw him down and it, and don't tell people i fought a one-armed <laughs> kid at the skate park because you know like there's nothing but love for that whole crew now because we squashed the beef yeah, and it's yeah, all yeah, good yeah, yeah. yeah but that and, dude still rolls around with a bit of an attitude well, and i've heard I, I that and I, him a few times yeah. Too. Yeah. you have to check him yeah. and you know tell him because they that, tried to hold their park down because it's a skate park or whatever but it's like it's fucking ob it's 2020 scooters bikes skateboards inline whatever you're doing to have fun this is made for all of us yeah. you yeah. can't you can't claim that and it's ob is straight up kook fest if you get mad at ob <laughs> for anything like there's a dude with a boom box selling hot dogs in the corner yeah, there's it's... a guy there's a dad on a skateboard going down on his butt there's yeah. three kids on strider bikes like uh-huh. it's a kook fest there it you get mad about anything on. but it took it, it took, took the some... whole you yeah. know you you punking him ty getting mad every everyone mm-hmm. had to get mad at these people and it's just like this thing going on right now you know you have to stand up and yeah, yeah. yeah. To, to even speak about the before we took the break, it was um we were talking about like the what's current now and like the the protests and everybody standing up for things and like the cop stuff and to give a little bit of background on the like BMXing like racism and stereotypes and cops like um I had uh, a situation when I was fourteen, me and two of my friends were riding, which is the the kid that I met when I when I moved to the other city and um another guy that I met both the white kids and I was the only black kid and we were riding at this old it's not an old hotel it was like a, like a hotel but it had like this spot in the back and we were yeah. just riding it and um a cop comes sprinting across the grass like full speed gun drawn like just saying you on the ground so we just like okay we just got on the ground and he ran up to me turned me around put the gun to the back of my head like Fuck. and put me in handcuffs and he's shaking like i can feel it like just shaking yeah. he's like twitching adrenaline and um the cop and his partner ran over full being like what are you doing like losing it on him because that's he was good like, thank god well yeah but it was like seeing that and it was like my two friends are here and the attention was only on me no, and, they're, and they're there fucked. and it's like they're freaking out now like, i'm like just pinned against the ground and the, the partner come over everything like he, ch- he chilled out or whatever and he was like they're kids like do you not see this they're kids and it's like like he's like what are you guys doing it's like we're just riding our bikes on this thing yeah whatever. and um then fast forward a few years later um dribbling a ball down the road like um maybe a whole SWAT team jump out guns drawn I'm like all right and 
experiencing those things, it's like, oh, I'm not the person you're looking for, but I look nothing like the person you're looking for. Yeah. Because I saw the person they were looking for. Yeah. Yeah. Young black guy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But like, pull the gun on him. (laughs) Okay. But it was like, these are like really big guns. You know, it's like dealing with that. And then to, like, it's crazy um, though that 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 cop, you know, his his partner came up and was like, "Yo, you're being fucking nuts." Yeah, and how did that guy I not mean, get yeah, fired? Like, yeah. there is amazing, amazing cops. I have friends that are cops. Yeah, yeah, you know, like, like I, I know think, you're yeah. down with that. And yeah. but our whole life we've dealt with the, the prick cops. Yeah. And then with the racial mm-hmm. shit, you've dealt mm-hmm. with real fucked up cops. It's like they just need more training. Because yeah, I was that. talking to a cop during all this stuff, and he's like, "You know who hates a bad cop the most? All of us good cops." You yeah. know, it's like fuck, like. I think it's that it's a gnarly situation. I don't, yeah, it's a, it's I don't a, care for cops. <laughs> I think that, but there are. Good I don't cops. have anything like when I get pulled over. I'm not worried about it because I have nothing. But like, like I have all my insurance. Like mm-hmm. I've literally had a cop go like, "Oh, your fucking tire tread is low." Like, <laughs> fucking fuck yeah. off. Like, but like, but you don't deal with the good cops. Yeah, like the good cops stay out of your shit. You know, like yeah, yeah, I guess so. You but never, I mean, you like, don't usually meet the good cops. And you know, yeah. like Blyther's a cop. He's cool as fuck. Jonas's brother's a cop. He's cool as fuck. Yeah. Yeah, sometimes, yeah. sometimes. If all I cops think, are bad, is Blyther is Blyther a cop still? Yeah, really. I talked to my oldest son about stuff like that, about like who you're around is like show about a lot about who you are, mm-hmm. and I think that the the teaching point for that is like if there are good cops, which there are, and then if you don't want to be grouped in with these bad cops, you need to you need to do they need what, to, you need to they do need anything. To get those cops out. That's when you have to take the 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 you have to take this things into your own hand and that you got to be willing to let everything go that you feel like you work for in order to stand up for something you really believe in. Yeah. That, and that makes the difference. And I tell my son this all the time. It's like, if I see certain things that your friends are doing and me, I pay attention to all of it. If I see, and sometimes they're not even looking for it. And I like, Oh, like I'm walking up and I hear your friend talking to a, a little girl, another little kid, like disrespecting her, just saying crazy stuff. And I see you next to him. Like I'm getting onto you. Now check your friend too. Now like tell his parents to come. I check them too, in the sense of that, if I don't do this and like try to get my son to understand that anything you're doing now, and if you if you're around the people that are doing it, good kid or not, you're gonna deal with it. He's white, completely white kid. It's not like I'm not his biological father, but there's certain things that he's gonna have to personally deal with, and certain things he need to learn how to handle the situation. If I can give him the upper hand from my perspective, yeah. Then he'll understand it from mm-hmm. other, like from a, a bunch of different perspectives, and it's like it may be the, res- the results might be slightly different for our sm- my smallest kid, <clears throat> my smallest kids because they look different, but that still doesn't mean you you can get by. But you need to practice these things where understanding that if you do certain things or if you don't, and you're around people that are doing certain things, if you're there, nine times out of ten people are gonna think it's you too, yeah. and you're gonna have to deal with that. And therefore, whenever it's time for you to speak up for yourself, and you won't be able to do it because you're too you're in too deep. So it's like. Anytime your friends are doing something you shouldn't be doing, like take the take the high road on the sense of like, oh, this is kind of fun. And that circle that, that honestly circles back to the the Sean Moore thing. Yeah, like like you, everybody in that van is guilty by association, mm-hmm. essentially. Like like if because they didn't say. And anything. I wasn't trying to call anyone out, but I mean, when no, I hear that, I don't story, even know who was in the. Van I just yet, blurted so. that out naturally, you know. And yeah. every and it circles back to. That crazy ass cop shaking his hand like, like dude, he, like he, a oh, maniac, yeah, and, and, and then the other he cop comes control up. It. I think he he was he was losing he, it. He was well, scared, he and uh, yeah, like, he, I think he was bro. scared, but he also probably was acting that? off of um, impulse, so that he was coming. in. You have to think about if I put myself in his shoes, and he if he's running across like trying to do what he is supposed to do. In my head, if I'm him, then it's like you're gonna be on edge. And I think that for a person not to think that a cop shouldn't be on edge would be ridiculous, but when you when you 
hold yourself to a certain standard, then you have to perform that way. I disagree. He's a professional. Yeah, exactly. He's supposed to be trained. Exactly. He is supposed to be within a certain, yeah. a certain level of calm. Mm-hmm. And, and clearly, he was running off of adrenaline and didn't assess the situation and, well. And, yeah. that's, and that's not acceptable mm-hmm. for somebody who's supposed to be trained. Yeah. But, Which is why the, the, the quote-unquote better cop was yeah, like, what the fuck are you doing? But if you're that better cop, it's just like the... The situation in the van you should take be that better cop and take this guy in and say hey he needs to be fired or he needs to be looked after you know like and sometimes everyone needs to be looking out for each other like that's why i agree 100 percent. and I, I i always feel that sometimes people aren't built for certain situations some certain yeah. people aren't like how i'm teaching my son that like when i heard like this kid say say that call this little girl a bitch right he said it to her and i was like you do understand that you have a little sister right I was like, if you're gonna act older than what you are, I'm gonna treat you like that. Yeah. If you're gonna act older than what you are, I will treat you like like you're an adult. You know, it's like, but I put that responsibility on him to understand that anything he's doing, and I'm teaching you. So in case if there is a Sean Moore situation and he's in the van, he'll know how to handle it. Yeah. So it's like, not that those other people couldn't, couldn't handle the situation. It is more so like if they were willing to let go of what their situation is to make yeah. make things come come to light and make make it known and i i believe that if Maybe they would have if they would have it probably would have it would have been okay but i think that no one said anything. No one said anything. Or, so yeah. you have to hold him. You gotta you have to check him about yeah. it. You know. Or so. we could ask Sean. Maybe people did say stuff. You know, I'm not sure. You know, that's a. I'm just assuming things. Yeah, yeah I don't think know. anybody said anything. I think it's like we were just going to Arizona. You know, Chad mentioned, "Isn't aren't people in Arizona racist?" And you know, in my head, it's <laughs> like, dude, if anybody's fucking racist to you, like they're gonna get it. That's like my first yeah, instinct, yeah. and anybody else's first instinct. You know, mm-hmm. like that's. I feel like a good person. You know, you should be looking out for your friends, no yeah, matter what yeah. fucking color they are. If like. Mm-hmm. If some people were calling me, you know, being racist to me, whatever, even though people don't really do that, you know, like say I'm a black kid and I would expect my homies to yeah, be like, yeah, yo, yeah. what the fuck? I'm just like, just like BMX is at a skate park. You, you need to be together. My, um, the mother of my kids was talking about this the other day and, uh, she asked me, she's like, do you feel that the people around you will stand up for you whenever you need it? Like whenever you're in a situation, I was like, I don't depend on, I don't depend on that and I shouldn't think about that. The reason why I answer that way is because I understand that people aren't built that way. And I have to understand it from that point. Because like like you said, a friend, will, they'll stand up for you when it, they can't help it. No it'll matter what. Out. It'll come out. And I was telling her, it's like, I don't want to put pressure on my friends to have my back because I know like if a person is down to like to speak up or do whatever, it's going to happen. I don't have to like, I shouldn't have to worry about that. Yeah. But um, I, I then told her about a situation I had on a volume trip where... We were in Colorado, and um, we had a gas station. I go in, and um, as I'm coming in, uh, there was a lady coming out, so I held the door for her, and she was like, oh, thank you so much. I appreciate it. And I was like, yeah, yeah, no worries. So I go in, come back out the store, her and her husband driving away, and they were calling me all types of N-words. Like, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So everybody in the van, like, because they're, they're – I did dri- not expect it to yeah, be that bro, fucking like, turn. <laughs> real quick. But, uh, yeah, oh, so thank they, you so just, much. Yeah, like she was – it was it, it kind of caught me off guard because I knew that she was polite. She was like, oh, thank you. Like, uh, yeah, yeah, no worries. Like, no kind of like, oh, I don't want you like – it was like, oh, thank you. And I was like, yeah, yeah, no worries. And she went out and uh, come out the store, and they're getting into their – their truck or whatever, and Mike is pumping gas. I think Brock is on the backside, and like other people around. So it's like I'm walking back to the van. So they're driving off as I'm walking to the van, and there's and we're parked here. They're parked on the other side of the pump. So they're turning around to get onto the highway, onto the road or whatever. And I'm just like walking to the van. So 
husband reached out the window and just started letting it rip. And um, the wife was like right behind him, letting it rip and just like what talking crap. Fuck? So Mastroni was like, looked at me. He was like, he couldn't help it. And he was like, fuck you. Like just talking yeah, shit yeah, to him. Yeah. And it was like, no, nah, you don't, don't even worry. He's like, you okay? He asked me about my kids. like, completely fine. Like that's not even the tip of the iceberg when it comes to that type of stuff. But it's what like because fuck? of how, how the highs and lows of the situation was like, yeah, it was pretty interesting. Because so like crazy. even having... When I lived in Florida, I lived in Florida for like a year, like a year and a half. It's almost like so much better for you not to take their poison too and just be like, well, yeah, yeah, that well, probably that, hurts them so I mean, much worse, these racist people. I mean, people. sick people. Like, yeah, like, when, for, and what, and for what reason? Because they want like, you to say shit scumbags. back to them too, probably. Yeah, and I think that it kind of it kind of made me think about a situation I dealt with with uh, my girlfriend at the time. It was like going into the grocery store, you know how you park in the front lane, and this older guy come creeping by. This is in Orlando. Come creeping by, and he's like, arm out the window. He looked at me, and he was like, he says to me, what are you looking at? In word, I will spit in your face and I'll kill you right now. Like he said, word for word. And I'm just like looking at him like, bro, you're so old. Like, and I had to control my, I didn't, I didn't, it, yeah. didn't, make, it didn't make me flinch, but it's like, this dude has no idea that just... that won't happen that way. But, <laughs> but, but, you know, you, can't, you gotta, you have to let that person, like, if I say whatever, then that makes the situation 10 times worse. Yeah. And it's like, it's not that I lost anything from it. It's more so like, dang, if I was anybody else, I probably that, wouldn't be it here. Sucks literally people, like, it sucks it's literally that people like that exist. Like, people speaking poison, reason? you know? Like, you don't, yeah. It's like the worst kind of poison, too. So you just, like, they want you to give the poison yeah, back. Yeah, it was, it was more doing. so like... If you just was, let it go, would, they have to take their poison to yeah, themselves. Was, it, like, wow, it, it he's a good that. guy. Like, he did. He just said, have a good day. And now this racist has to take his racism with him, you know? Yeah, it's pretty much, you know, you you have to work on yourself when it comes to situations. Yeah. And I think that was that's what anything, racism, like, um, just uh, anything dealing with your emotions and feelings. Like, I think as a man, I always always say it as a man because I can only relate to things that, that we do and we take on a lot. And your but own like, growth yeah. from you were, when you were a kid, too. Mm-hmm. You, have to, you have to learn how to control your emotions. You have to learn how to control your feelings when it's like, doesn't mean you can't communicate, doesn't mean you can't be emotional and like have certain feelings that come out, but like you have to keep your cool on the hostile situations because yeah. if you don't like I've never been arrested I've been in handcuffs a few times but I know like if I if I had like a certain attitude all the time because of certain things that I dealt with I probably wouldn't be sitting here right now yeah. you know and saying like, I think that's a lot for any for any person you yeah. know any guy you know so just like more so just like hmm do I fire off on this person right now no I can look at the situation be like all right like he I don't think he's ready for anything like that yeah. it doesn't make any sense like just the knowledge to stay above it yeah you, you have know? to in like, a way it's like you can be petty you can be real petty real easy and it's mm-hmm. like when you when you want to that's but an it's easy like path for sure easy yeah. very easy but also okay, there's a time and place it. for it you know yeah, it's like yeah. you can i've been in a situation where i check skaters like skater for it like a lot of skaters where it's like they don't expect you to check them in a certain way and they're like whoa what didn't, we didn't expect that yeah. and the situation the other day, Dobie, Dobie had to deal with it, and it was interesting because. What you say the other day? The like, what day was that? Um, Wednesday. At Ob. At Ob. What? Colin had a birthday party. Oh like yeah, a birthday yeah, gathering. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. And just skate. Dobie was about to film a clip for me on the phone, and yeah. some kid was just like saying some like stuff to him under his breath, and Dobie could hear it, and Dobie's like in the bottom, like by like the little Twinkie thing, or whatever, and um. Just talking and talking, <clears throat> so I didn't hear it. So I'm over like across the park because he's um, we're about to cross because he's filming it. But um, I guess he would call him Dobie retarded, stupid. Like look at this fool, like just standing there. And um, 
So I see Doey point his hand like this, and I'm like, let me go over here and see what this is. I like went over because he was waiting to film me or whatever. So I go over and I asked the dude, I was like, like just like this, oh, what's what's the problem? Then the guy was like, uh, then he started talking to Doby, and Doby was like going off, like letting him have it. He's like, I'll fuck you up, like letting him have it, <laughs> like ripping him apart because I think it was a build up. Doby gave him so many passes to yeah. like chill out, but the dude was just like talking and talking. So <clears throat> I thought it was the guy that was close to me. It was like the three dudes sitting on a rail, the, the rail that's in the center of the two like, mm-hmm. ramps. Yeah, they're yeah. sitting on that rail, and the one in the middle was the one that was like, like pretty much like egging it on and he was like the one talking crap to Doby. so when Doby checked him the kid didn't expect it like Doby went full throttle like yeah. zero all the way to 500 yeah. it's like straight to it walked up the ramp and I was like alright he pop off like I'm make sure that he's gonna be able to handle whatever he's trying to do you know it's like but the kid was like instantly like oh wait you should chill out like backing out yeah, it's like yeah. how do you back off like why do you back off now when you've done you put yourself in a situation when you've been coming at this person constantly and constantly and constantly when you start fighting mm. back then people think you're crazy he was like you need to tell your friend to chill out i was like why would i tell him to chill out like you asked for this yeah like when people same thing with the race stuff it's like when people say what they want to say and then you fire off on them they can't take it they're like oh shit i didn't, I didn't expect this and just any kind of situation where you if you don't control your attitude it'd be way worse than what it is but there's a time and place where yeah. you have to check a person what? so Agreed. Going, going from trying to, to move, move it forward. I do have a question listed because of, I feel like the whole Sean Moore Hinkins thing. Um, there's been a a bit of a spotlight of, of racism within, within BMX. And, you know, I don't know if if it's, uh, I may not say the right, the word right, systemic Mm -hmm. racism, um, within the industry or not, but what's your take on that and, and how, how can we move forward if there is? Um, my take on it is pretty much just like, you don't have to read between the lines. You just look at what's there. It's like, we'd all know that BMS is a predominantly white sport, which isn't anything wrong with that. Mm-hmm. That's just what it is. Like I grew up playing basketball and football. That was like normalized in my, where I'm from. So my, my mom didn't really know anything about bike riding. So it's like, if there aren't like a bunch of kids that are coming up in the BMX world that look like me, then of course it's going to be like more of the other race doing it and completely nothing wrong with it. But when it comes to situations that whenever you are, let's say you are a black rider and you want to be a part of a company, then you look at the image of the company, then you look at what's being promoted and certain things that are being said and how things are being handled. And if you are already on that company, then you look at that. There's no inclusiveness of you. It's only like an invite or like something that's like, oh, like if you want or if you, we feel like we should um, put more focus on certain dudes at certain times when you know that this guy is probably doing a hundred times more of the work to make, to even just be notarized, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's, it's hard. To, it's a, it's a, it's a tricky game to play because at that time you can't really speak up about how you feel because it's going to be misread to like telling a person that they're a certain way yeah. it's like you don't want to accuse um a company owner or a tm as always being like racist because they're going to take they're going to be offended or take de- like be defensive about it as they should but it's not always in a way of understanding it's always in a way of like f you because i'm not that way yeah so when you have that then you have a guy that really want to be a part of something that can't really find his place in it because there aren't a bunch of people that look like him and then he feel like his back is against the wall. 
So when you don't have a bunch of people that look like you, that you know other people that ride that are black, but you don't see it that often. So you feel like you're not included or you feel left out. And then you like a good point you made earlier about um, feeling like you're marketable in certain things. It's like, that was that was off the record, I think, when I said that. But yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, just feeling like you're marketable, marketable about certain all, things. I yeah, mean, that's what a sponsorship is. Mm-hmm. So if, if for some, I I don't know, is that because I think that's the version of like systemic racism is like if for some reason African American writers aren't mar- marketable, you know, like a company decides that mm-hmm. is that racist? Is that does that make BMX racist? Like I, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know what I don't know what the answer is. I'd like to think that BMX isn't racist. I think it, I'd like to think that BMX is all encompassing because we are. I consider, I mean, where we are, we're a bit of a melting pot. I don't know how it is I in, agree. Uh, in other scenes, so I can only speak to that. But it's like I think when somebody does a fucking cool trick, I don't think anybody's like looking at their skin color you know like that's what i that's what i that's what i like to think yeah but i don't i don't know i don't know the answer Mm, like um garrett said pretty much the same thing the other day (laughs) garrett said pretty much the same thing the other day about like he don't really feel or could really feel that there's racism in bmx but people forget that bmx is a thing you participate in and then you forget about where people come from yeah and i think that you want to be a part of that because you may have not been into other sports or you have felt you feel like this is more this pe- these people accept me more and with having BMX is BMX is like you have racers you have um kids that grew up dirt jumping kids grew up riding skate parks kids grew up riding street flatland whatever it may be but with every single one of those things those kids grew up in a, a family yeah. they grew or yeah. didn't or didn't have a family like whatever it may be but they come from something then they're participating in this so whenever you, when some people, someone would say, I don't really see racism, which is completely fine. It's not like, it's not always stick out where everybody can see it, but it's more so like just, it comes down to personal situations that I think will stand out more to certain people. But um, there is, I think there's racism in everything you do and stereotypes in everything we do, but it's just more so like um, how much it affects you. Like if it affects you to the point where you don't feel like you participated in it or you feel like you're held back. But personally, I can say that I felt that I had to work 20 times harder at everything I do to even be on a acceptable level. Hmm. Doesn't mean that doesn't mean that everybody else see it that way, but that's how I feel, as in like pressure-wise, because I understand that using this for an example, um, in the complex I live in, having neighbors, and my girl would be like, "Why are they acting like why like?" How can you just like be nice to everybody? And it's like, do you understand that if I have any kind of ounce of like energy that I don't like someone, it's intensified. It's like, what do you mean by that? It's like, cause I'm black. It's like you don't have to believe that, but I know that if I have any kind of attitude, like I have an issue with anybody, it's gonna be intensified. If I say something with with passion, it's gonna come off like I'm being angry, but I'm not. It's always intensified, and people don't. Some people don't really get it, cause they'll say, why? Like, why are you being so? And it's like I'm not. I'm just. Yeah. Like expressing like whatever, but that's how I feel about a lot of situations. And I think that with um with working twenty times harder, ten times harder it may be, you a lot of times apply that pressure on yourself, but you kind of back yourself into a corner where you feel like, ah, oh, like I don't I can't speak up about certain things. I can't speak up about how I feel. And on our the podcast I did with you, you know, we talked about like 
the age difference of like when you're 18, you don't need the same thing as when you're 25. It's like when you audit or talk to the, the, the team riders, you see what helped and you see what helped them prosper as riders, as people. So you kind of like inclusive. You're adding this person to a conversation. You're letting this person freely be who they want to be. And you're open to understanding who they are rather than like just grouping them in with what you think is what, what you think works for him or work for them. You know, it's like, the same thing that a kid from Ecuador may need isn't the same thing that a kid from California or Georgia may need. You know, it's like you have to think about where the person come from before you can really assume that they understand how things work Fuck yeah. and, vice, and vice versa. You know, it's like I can't come into this industry and expecting to have things handed to me or expecting to be in a certain position. And I have to consider all things involved, like my skin tone, but I also have to think about that every person is in that way. And I think that if I don't do those things and don't like look at it from every perspective, then I'm only short selling myself because I'd be looking at it one sided. Yeah. yeah. It's that's such a crazy way to think about it too, with the whole the skin color and all that, because there's so many times in BMX where there's a new kid that's super dope and you're in like a van full of people and you know, nine nine out of the ten people are gossiping saying mm-hmm. that person sucks because of this, you know, mm-hmm. and it's like some stupid ass reason mm-hmm. that like they're just ready to shut them out for. Yeah. And being an African American, I'm sure, yeah, there's more there's t- it, things in anticify. It seemed which is crazy though, man. It's, like it's, it's like it, it, it sucks. It, you have to think that way. Yeah. You know? yeah. Like, because like it, I said, I I fucking I don't know. I don't know if it's racist like, I'll, to I'll say. Use, I think I'll, black dudes are cooler. I use. You this. know what I mean? If I, like I feel like they're more marketable because you guys all like every most of the black dudes in the scene are fucking dope with their stees and like That's everything funny about compared the most, to just a normal you, white dude. Yeah. Like I don't know. I'm, you get I'm compared. Like, the thing about it is, it's like um, I I fired off on a few dudes and it made you feel. It made me feel like I was being over the top, but I wasn't because I had this one guy that I know through like a friend. He said to me, he was like, oh, for a second, I thought this was the market and it was courage. And it was like, how do you think for a second? Now, like, come off That's of, just like some under-the-breath well, well, racism, well, right? Well, no, I won't say that's racism. I think that's more so like him thinking it's okay because to him it is, and I have to understand that. But it's like you're comparing dudes in a way where it's like, all right, you're looking at our kit. You're looking at whatever it may be that you are – like looking at that, how we yeah, look. Yeah, didn't, he didn't look at the bike first. He didn't look yeah, at what yeah. you're wearing first. He looked at skin color. Yeah, first. didn't look so, at how you guys ride. But that's the thing. Like I understood that. Yeah. And that's what I mean by looking at skin tone, looking at color. But you have to look at yourself and what is being delivered to the point where it's like, oh well, if you can you name seven professional black bike riders? Nope. Can't, Let me see if I can. Can't, can't Nigel, TJ Ellis, Chad, Courage, Demarcus, Andre Ellison. Nah, yeah, Ronnie no. Chuck. <laughs> I got seven right there. What's your be, average kid? I mean, in his, I think he meant um, current. I mean, current. I mean, so current. I'm missing two, yeah. then Nigel and Lil Charles. Charles, yeah. Lil, um, Lil John. What is oh, it? Yeah, I don't, he just no. came out of the sick new video. Yeah, over, from Fit. over. So, yeah, yeah, yeah right? <laughs> over. Charles, 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 Maybe he's Lil John. <laughs> yeah, that dude's dope, though. Yeah, he's he's new to the scene. I'm not good with names. But um, the... But reason. yeah, coming up with seven's fucking hard. <laughs> and coming yeah, up with, so coming up with seven, you know, but like, like having like just that small percentage there, like obviously hundreds of black bike riders. Yeah, like yeah. you look at New York alone, it's like so many. Yeah. It's like, and um, but just um, having that and think about that, if I do anything similar to Nigel, I'm compared to Nigel. Yeah, if I if I wear if I wear anything if I wear anything other than a beanie or a hat yeah. or if I wear something that I feel is colorful or look nice or like. Decided to make it something that look a little more laid back and like you got compared to courage. Yeah, you guys ride like, so different. Like exactly. how do you even so, but it's like what? But I also have to pay attention to like 
let's say you, you, you father a lot of kids when it comes to bike riding. You know, it's like people make comparison and like you guys deal with it all the time. But the thing is, like when it's on a, a such a small scale, then you feel helpless. You feel like you have to watch what you do. You have to watch what you say. You have yeah. to watch what, like everything I do, I have to watch it and make sure that I don't rub people the wrong way. Not that I'm losing sense of being myself. But if I don't think about those things, then it's like, mm, I don't know if I can work with him. He's a hothead because I'm expressing myself. Or I can't work yeah. with him because I feel like it's like going to always come with issues. But it's like, those are issues that I have to deal with. Those are issues that I have to take on, that I have to adjust every single day to make sure that you feel comfortable around me that I can't talk about. And it's like, nothing wrong with that, but there's ways yeah, there you can go about it. something wrong with that, though. The reason why I say there's nothing wrong with it is because I understand that everybody don't look at it from the same perspective yeah. that I do. It's more so like, you have to work your way in to get people to understand that things don't always be like aren't how they look. But in order to get the person to understand that, you kind of have to like make sure you deliver it in a way that they can understand it. And I think like there's a time and place we're talking about it right now. So it's like any person that listen to this, listen and open up. Don't 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 look at it and be like this person is wrong, that person is wrong. Look at it and and take in everything that we're saying and consider it and try to like fit make it fit in how you look at every, how you look at everybody else because it'll help give you a perspective of everybody that's involved therefore you're looking at like oh like ah oh, i can see i can see that that's why the best this way to way. say it so like you got to look through their eyes like yeah you have to put yourself in their position you're a black dude from atlanta i'm a white guy from san diego mm-hmm. you know like obviously our views on this are going to be so different but you have to be open-minded and so see, under, you I have, have to, have to, see, to accept like, it yeah even just us talking together mm-hmm. like i have a lot of black friends but i don't really think i have any I black think friends from the actual East Coast, you know, mm-hmm. or not just not generalizing the East yeah, Coast, yeah, yeah. but from a predominantly black area like mm-hmm. that. So it's like just this one conversation has opened my eyes yeah. up to a whole different side of things. And that's, I mean, that's why I wanted to have you on here because I think the conversation is super hard, but I, I know you super well and I know that you put a lot of thought into this stuff. And so I, I, I felt really yeah. comfortable having the conversation yeah, with yeah. you. And that's and I, good. And, I, and right. I think, I think it's funny how we're like still haven't mentioned the sponsor and now they had to <laughs> listen to something maybe that they didn't necessarily want to listen to. And mm-hmm. I, but I think it's the most important part of it. Like not that, yeah. not that the new sponsor is not important, but I think as far as like BMX as a whole, I think it's super important to hear just your perspective on that stuff because i think as you said it's it's hard to discuss this yeah to an audience because people are just you know and to, dense like, or sick to, to if, it or they take it the wrong way or just the internet in general and to the people listening to that um if if no matter what race you are but like to any of my friends that are white any any person that is white don't be afraid to talk about racism don't feel uncomfortable because yeah. it is it's very I, if i put myself in shoes it's very uncomfortable to talk about racism with a black guy it's, mm-hmm. It could be, it could be very very uncomfortable because you just don't know what what that person how they how they respond to certain things you don't you don't understand you don't yeah. so like I I get it and I think that I'm glad I'm able to talk about it and I hopefully make any person listening to it feel comfortable enough to listen to it because sometimes it is hard to like even watch an interview if it's remotely or even slightly touched of emotion that kind of make you feel like oh, I don't know if I need to I don't know if I can handle this but. If you have black friends, Hispanic friends, white friends, like it's very, very important that you guys recognize each other for who they are, each other for who you are, but also try to make it um, more normal to talk about certain things. And this is making me think about a situation what I had with Nikita. Mm-hmm. She asked me once, <clears throat> did I want to like um, talk about? I think it's the what is it that she do? The um, the brain thing. Yeah, the brain thing. Yeah. And uh, she asked me did I like deal with any kind of like. Um, anxiety and certain things and i told her like 
uh, she asked me if I wanted to like like post something about it. And I was like, oh no, like um like I'm okay. And I think she took it as in like I don't deal with anything. Yeah. But the reason why I told her I, I wasn't into it because I don't think that she has the capacity to even understand where I'm coming from. Not that she couldn't, but it's like it's so deep for me. It's so it's so emotional for me when it comes to talking about certain things that I need to make sure that it's not misunderstood when I talk about yeah. it. I'd rather talk about it than write about it. So and and I think. Uh, I just put a little closure on it. I hope, you know, the whole Hinkins Moore thing, I think it was obviously brought up a lot, but I hope that BMX as a whole realizes that, that what happened wasn't acceptable, that, that brands uh, need to handle it correctly. Mm -hmm. You know, a, a BMX is small and they don't have a, you know, a public relations department and yeah, stuff like right. that, but they, un they need to understand that something like that is important. And that's, mm -hmm. that's where I think Madeira struggled is they, they were silent about it for so long. Yeah. And I think it, hopefully just, it pushes it all forward and, you know, we can kind of realize that as a group that hopefully we are not, accepting of of such behaviors whatsoever yeah, uh -huh. even if they are a fucking decade old like it's and not fucking cool we all ride we all love bmx yeah it's like everybody a, listening to this bmx is their blood so let's make it even cooler and stop this shit you know how you know, we recognize got, um <clears throat> people for different styles yeah yeah that's what i mean by recognizing people for how they look yeah so like, literally yeah. To, to compare it that way because like i think it's i keep talking about that because i understand like 100% what you mean and I think we all connect on a certain base of understanding as human beings but when you recognize a person for their style and who they are we may not be into how this person may look but you respect how they look or their style it's like that's normal don't don't try to fight like what's natural but understand like it's easy to hate a person very easy and it's hard to like appreciate a person for what they are but but you got to do the work you got to do the work on yourself most importantly yeah. when it comes to just accepting, you know, we we not may not be the best person to other people, but like if you know you're working on yourself and you're trying, shout like if Hinkins is trying to work on himself, it ain't up to everybody else if he's done it or not. It's mm. about him if he know he's changed, if he's helping, like if he's trying to make okay. it, and that's what's important. Yeah. And so you can't you can't overlook person, it. You can't you know? overlook that. And I think that at this point, you, you, it's not for everybody else to see. It's like I think it's it'll show with time, it'll show with like situations, it'll show, and I'm sure there are a lot of people that can vouch for him in like. In, in certain things that they didn't see but it all comes with you doing it yourself whether a person think you're you are or not it ain't to everybody else like you gotta do it yourself you gotta like yeah so. beautiful yeah you gotta communicate and especially in yeah. our little industry in the whole world but bmx is so dope and if we want to you know we can squash this together yeah. like yeah. so easily you know and the whole bringing it back to hinkins thing or whatever i saw this documentary on this dude who was in the kkk and now he's like 100 percent like his whole life goal is like ending racism you know so it's like it's pretty crazy he just woke up one day and was like what the fuck am i doing and it was what he yeah. was surrounded with and now his whole goal is to just like doing everything yeah, he can yeah. to show people racism and how to end it and it's like you know people it's can't change you can't fight you, you, it's, it's a hard one i'm sure it, like, it's, yeah but just trying is just amazing from coming from fucking kkk you uh -huh. know like that's like people the can change people <laughs> the worst thing ever and yeah. now he's trying to do his best just like the dude who started the fucking dolphin industry training dolphins you know? <laughs> you i'm just going yeah, on yeah, but yeah, you know yeah, like no, now his too. whole goal is to end fucking this whole thing and he started uh -huh, yeah. it you know it's like people can change and yeah, for sure. that's that's a good thing for everybody to know if you have had racist shit going on in your life or whatever you remember it's something that happened don't deny it and you don't can deny change. it the worst thing you, you know? can do is deny those did things you, um, I, <clears throat> did you see Fryman's post you see no. Dave Frymas' Instagram no. post? I, I, I think I follow him by Instagram. He, he, uh, he posted about his granddad, and he had a photo of his granddad, 
and he basically said he uh, something to the effect of, I, I, I wish I, this was, this is unplanned. Uh, so he, he basically had a photo of his granddad and talked about how his granddad was incredibly racist and he just, and how he got basically that he was a giant piece of shit and racism is wrong. And it was like the most like kind of powerful Instagram posts that I saw during the whole thing within BMX because, mm-hmm. it, because it was such a real life experience. And he was talking about somebody who he was close with mm-hmm. and just, and, and how he didn't let it form his, how he was when he right. was, he was older. And, and it was just, I look it up afterwards. If you're, if you're listening, yeah, look yeah. it up afterwards. It's, it's definitely a beautiful post. So, um, but communication and talking to is so yes. important. I was at a, in San Francisco in that big park, Dolores park or whatever. And there was a black lives matter protest happening around us. And we were there and you know, there's, there's black people by the tree hanging out, getting ready for the protest. And then there was like these Asian people, you know, stereotyping, looking at color or whatever, but they were all together writing on their sign, like black people rule and all this. And there was a group of black people right behind him. And it was like, why don't you guys like hang out and talk? You know, it's like, there's just so much behind all of this. And it's like, right now you guys should be together. Like we all are, mm-hmm. you know, like just talked and, and you know, the black people were cool as fuck. They were just sitting yeah. there. And so were the Asian people. They were all supporting the same thing. But yeah. in my head, I just saw like different groups of different types yeah. of people. And it was like, it's this whole me thing. A question. Don't be asking me a question about like, have I seen any difference in people? And it was like, you would be surprised like how just in general, like I was saying, certain things stick out to me so much that we're out just cruising, like people would go out their way to say hi to me. And it's like, it's like, no, like an average person. Say, yeah. <laughs> average person. It was like, yeah, it's like, yeah, I, 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 I don't exist. And it's like, oh, like why would we do that? And it's like, because they don't understand, like they don't understand their action. They feel like they, they're like, oh, I'm so sorry. But they don't understand that that's naturally coming out of them to like be, oh, well, well, I don't want him to think I'm this way. And it's like, I'm not thinking anybody's that way. Totally. I, I, I pay it. attention enough to understand that. Yeah, it's a kind of overcompensation. Yeah. And, if, and if a person yeah. is that way, if a person is that way. My wife my wife struggles with that. Like, she's like, I don't, I'm like, sweetheart, if you're, Sorry. if you don't have those thoughts, you don't okay. need to let, like, don't it, let it, you're yeah. fine. It's, it's not about you. I would say you it's know? hard. Like, like I was saying, it's hard whenever, like, let's say if you're white, it's, it's uncomfortable because you, you didn't have to be, you have to go out and you may see a person that may look at you and be like, you races and it's like you may not be at yeah. all but like because of what has happened so much you have to go through the process of like getting that out and it's, dealing, it's like a, and it's like a vibe that. yeah and, and i know we can talk we can talk about this all day yeah, but garrett, I, garrett i keep trying to get away from garrett went to like a like a few <laughs> no, that's great um, it's fucking garrett went to a few of the protests this from demarcus you know it's amazing well garrett went to a few of the protests and he was talking to me about how it was cool to see everybody together and him participating and he even said like a few people in the crowd saw like a dude with a skinned head, he's like, oh, they're like, oh, maybe he's a racist. But in his head, he's like, oh, like that's not cool. It's like, but you gotta understand what is what is um what is like the Aryan Brotherhood or what's the skinhead. Yeah. Like this is something that's been highly promoted and stained in people's head, and racism been done in people so much. It's like, how do you how how could you not? How would you feel if this happened to you so much? How could you not look at a person like? that person's probably a racist. Yeah, like that's yeah. not, that's not that this, this people, the people could be completely wrong about it, but it's like, you have to understand if you have a dog and the dog is being beaten by a person, the previous owner. So, and it could happen to the dog so much to the next people that come around, the dog's going to be timid. Yeah. It's going to be timid. Yeah. So you have to think about the, the stuff that's being done in order to understand why this person is this way and why they feel that way. But you cannot say that person is wrong. If those things are happening to them, you have to you have to recognize like why they oh I can see why they say yeah. that but don't say they're wrong but say like oh like 
get it. It's so it's such a thing that will seem it seems impossible, almost impossible to like get over. But you have to you just have to keep going, how you said, like Amber would feel like, oh, I don't want like say it's okay, just go through it. Like yeah. it'll be all right. You know you're not that way. And it's important that you know that. Yeah. And the only thing you can do is keep on being you and practicing on being the best version of you yeah. and giving your part to whatever you feel like you need to be a part of. So yeah. but it's it's a hard one, I'm sure. Fuck yeah. No, it's beautiful. So what's all this Christian part? <laughs> I listened. Question. I listened to the feeble talk. It was in 2017, mm-hmm. and, the, the, and even then, I'm sure it was like it's yeah, almost done. Yeah, yeah. And then in the and then in the other episode of Unclicked, like, you were like, clips. "I'm like you." Literally, I uh-huh. I quoted it. I said four. I, I'm like four or five clips away. I've been working on four or five clips for the last week. <laughs> Didn't you? I don't know if we talked about that in my the podcast we did the yeah, yeah. original Unclicked that you gave a couple of the. Oh, you did talk about the Christian only for one clip. Just, just the upper L, upper L and headlights. Yeah, that was the only one. <laughs> I like, yeah, it was that was the only one. Okay, and it was um due to timing and like something that I, that I think anything is possible, but like that seems really hard to do, so I wasn't able to do it. <laughs> do you want to just say what it was? Because I don't. I yeah, mean, you, did, you didn't talk. Ta- you didn't talk about it in the Unclick podcast, and yeah. I think the the story is hilarious. It's really good. <laughs> uh, it's a, I don't even know if I know the story. He tried to do upper L backflip. Yeah. Oh, okay. I do know. So yeah, yeah. Okay. So try to do the up row backflip, and uh, the the idea behind that was um we all know that it roof, sounds rooftop, so crazy. Rooftop was the the first person to do the the grinded backflip. Yeah. So he did like insane, a, insane, so crazy. Yeah, that huge ditch, dude. It's it's crazy. And um and when you look at the time period, it's like to me that's like obviously way ahead of his time. But like even now, it's still ahead of his still. time. And um I think Jason Feeling was the other. He did one, and uh, he he got. Bided on one, but it was like he cool, dude, that once he got so it, gnarly. once he got him, I think he did like the grind, the flip bar, like yeah, everything. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah. So my idea that I wanted to try it on like a regular up rail, like a steep up rail, but um, yeah, grind a backflip off of my right side, which is my opposite side, which sometimes I feel normal for certain things. So, but it made sense, you know. So <laughs> he's smiling. Yeah. <laughs> so the idea was to have rooftop be there when I try it. And it was it started as a joke, and Mike was like, Yo, "Rooftop will definitely drive out." So, so it was. Um, he said, "Yeah, I hit up rooftop. He's completely down." And I was like, "All right, whatever." So the day we meet up, it was rooftop, um, Biz, uh, Brian Tarada, and Andrew Jackson. They all came. I was like, "Really? So you guys came, huh? All right, cool, whatever." So we went out just filming, whatever, and uh, got a few clips. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, if somebody was gonna like, yo, he's gonna try rail to yeah. flip on a real rail, yeah. I'd be like, all right, I'm gonna drive out. <laughs> so legends just start coming out. Like, so so Toronto jumps off the fishing boat. And just, <laughs> yeah, it, it was sick. It was it was really sick. So we we go out. We all meet up and we're just like filming that day. Got a few clips and it was like kind of working my way up to doing it, like getting to that point because I felt like I've been to the rail before and I was like grinding up and just, it shoots you so far out. But um go to the spot and rooftop it's like he's stoked but like he's all about it he has his gopro so mike is sitting on the stair fisheye and uh mike escamilla puts his gopro in the, the bushes right across from the rail so it's like mike is here the rail is here and the gopro's in the bushes right here so um rooftop is like behind mike though he's like dude you got it just you got it i see you ground up the rail you got it and it's like Oh, what are you talking about? <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> I'm going out the rail pretty high, but like, there's no lip. You know, it's like yeah. there's no. 
I know how to flip. Can you flip off a wedge? Have you ever flipped off a wedge um, like a like how the upright was? No, I never flipped off a wedge, but I felt like um it would feel like a dead flip, and I felt like I needed to like drop. Isn't, isn't there something how you never not pulled a flip? Does that... Yeah, I've I've never been in a position where I never like I never crashed on a flip. Yeah. So if I bail, it would be like you land your feet just run out. But even even when I like first learned how to flip, I learned on a dirt jump. I didn't learn in a foam pit, so it was like a dirt spine pretty much and i was like i want to say 16 i was like oh, i'm just gonna try to flip like building up to it all week and tried it and the first few times i kind of like build and just ran out of it and i think that i only tried it because i I know how to flip on the ground like i know how to like do gymnastic stuff and um and it felt the same so fast forward to trying to grind and flip um rooftop is like you got it just like you I, I believe in you basically and grounded this rail probably a hundred times like boosting out it so high just going like basically sometimes could possibly go across the street it was so like going so fast but you, you literally go are you there yeah I, well i went so i'm getting ahead but i mean he literally boosts like you gotta eight, be eight feet he's like eight feet in the yeah, air it's, like, it's literally like, like he's, he's you don't going need this high like like four feet to do a flip but it was like i'm going out of the rail so high yeah and i was like yeah i know i know i could i know i can or whatever and i think just the um I didn't try it that day. Like I tried, I kept grinding. I was like, I couldn't convince myself that I would be safe. Like I couldn't convince myself that, but I had my helmet on. I put my helmet on to try it, to like see if I could get myself to do it. And I didn't try it. So went back again. Um, same thing. Rooftop wasn't there, but I didn't try it. Kept grinding up the rail, kept grinding the rail, felt it every time, but didn't try it. Um, I want to say the next time, but the, I think I text rooftop while we were, while, in between the the last, the second time and the third time I went back. So I texted him, I was like, so um, did you try the grind and flip into a foam pit? He was like, uh, tried it into boxes. I was like, fuck. <laughs> you tried it into boxes and you're trying to get me to try it. It's like, with no lip. And he's yeah. like, yo, no, no, but I know you got it. And I was like, yeah, like I, I understand. I know how to flip, but it doesn't no, it feel like a different thing. ball game. Yeah. yeah. And um, so we pretty much, um, it was the last, like literally the last day, like yeah. the last. Because like, with with headlights, because it was like that iTunes production and through through ten slash Transworld, it was like we got chart. If we delivered the video late, it was something like a thousand dollars a day or yeah. something like that. So it was, it was like, like on the last. Yeah, day. so it was like the video had to be done like the following day, and it was like the last clip, mm -hmm. and so we went up. So, yeah. yeah, we went up again. It wasn't. It was. It was Clemens it was, filming. This time, yeah, it was Clemens filming because Mastroni had already, um, he had to like, he was in the video. He was in the den. And, um, so the day, the day before, I think we went there, we, on the way, I feel like we hit up Christian and it's like, hey, so I'm in a situation where, like, if I don't get this, then I don't have an ender. Yeah, and, we were doing um, plan B. Yeah, so the, the clip came up about, like, to fit an ender for the video which isn't i think he had all that legged out though i think it was all like it, it i think mastroni may have already even had the clip at that point. no no like, no, no, no no it was oh, it was because no. i, I want to say i talked to christian the night before but like um i think christian sent like a he screen recorded them the two clips that we were going to choose between mm -hmm. to mastroni to see which one he would want to use and um we chose the rail to rail because we weren't gonna, we weren't going to use that anywhere close to the last clip in the video that me and christian are doing but it was like it worked for that video so it was kind of like, I was okay with letting that one go because the, the photo had been online a few times. Yeah. It was like, yeah, so it was already out. But um, in between that, like going to the spot again, but this time me and Fudger 
went to Lowe's and got boxes. <laughs> got yeah. boxes. And, and that, like, two, <laughs> we literally bought like $150 worth of like yeah. brand new oh cardboard because yeah. you couldn't be old because they need to like yeah. protect so, them, so, you know? So yeah, so, so Rooftop told him, he's like, I can tell you how to do it. He was like, literally you can, bought every single cardboard box. He was like, you can jump, he's like, you can jump off a two-story, three-story, like, like five-story building into two, like a, like two stack boxes and you'd be completely fine. I was like, what? He's like, but he is a stunt man. You know, yeah. he, knows, yeah. he knows all about it. He's like, I can tell you what to do. Like, don't close the boxes. Like, that's the worst thing you can do is like, leave them open and leave them, put some on the side that are on the outside. So whenever you land them, like they'll give and they'll compress. Like they just go down. And I was like, oh, all right, cool. So Fudger came through and we just went to Home Depot and just got all this stuff. And like, we got all the boxes. Um, We got them all to the spot. Then it was a few guys that showed up. So it was Josh, um, I want to say a couple Nick, dudes Brock, I didn't know. Yeah, um, yeah Brock. I think Sean Sealing, which is a guy who used to work for Volume. And they we were all there, and they helped us set up the boxes. So at this time, it was no excuses for me not to try it. So it's like, I got to try it then. So after a few grinds up, like I think the first one that I grinded up, I just like, just jump into the box and then it's like dang this is yeah like you a wanted to fl- you wanted to flip yeah. but it was like it just wasn't the right yeah. one but it was just so we had to boxes. set up the boxes again you know like um, it doesn't ruin the boxes you can no you can again. you can use it probably we used it a lot i think i, I think i jumped into them probably tw- 10 10 times but i tried to flip into them two twice so it was like the very first flip was way better Cause like if I would have tried it without the boxes, I probably would just landed front tire first and like died. But which is way safer than landing to your back. Yeah, you know, like, yeah. It's like so, like uh, I would just I just felt like I wouldn't be able to get the the pop I needed or the like the the drop in your head and like getting the full rotation how I'm used to like flipping. So it was like trying it into the box and um. The very first attempt. It was like a I, scene. It was so funny. I, I had the, so, the so clip funny. on my phone. Yeah. But like I, Nothing like wrong I had with it. The, it's like a no, trick, no, no, trick no, that, no. like, dude, you can ruin your spine. Well, the thing is, like, like if it doesn't work, yeah, if you're not wanna, sure it's going to go around. It just, it just, it just, it just felt funny, like, setting up a bunch of cardboard co- boxes. It was at a college. It was, like, at a college. And we didn't get kicked out. And it was, like, crazy because it was, like, on Front Street. Like, it was on one of the roads where you have to come in. But it, you might look less suspicious doing something crazy like that. Yeah, you know, like a generator and light set up. Science project or something. Yeah. <laughs> but it was or, yeah, um, or it looks like a real movie. Yeah. No, I really don't personally care if anybody thinks that's lame or not. Like I can nah. care less. But <laughs> I do want people to understand like if you want to push stuff forward, you gotta do whatever it takes to push it forward. You know, it's like yeah. you call me whatever you want to call me, but it's like if you feel like the process for you doing it is in is, is the best way for you, then you should do it. Like I mean, dude, all, all these new tricks are getting done with these well, crazy resi yeah. ramps and phone. Everybody yeah. goes to a plaza first. Yeah, these days. Exactly, like, yeah. There's yeah. no oh I'm gonna try this well, on a twelve I, stair I, first. Well, I want people like, to understand no, you're gonna learn it yeah. at a plaza. It's well, all right. I want people to understand like they have to you gotta look at yourself and think about what what's your process of learning a trick or what do you feel like is safe for you. And I felt like for me, die hard street rider or not, like I feel like I need to take certain precautions based on how I feel and knowing that if this can give me a better chance of doing it, then why not try it this way? So I tried it that way. And uh, the first attempt got half like upside down. And I felt the, the rotation was really slow. So I bailed and just landed in the boxes. It's like, dang, that's crazy. Like it felt so, it felt like I was learning how to flip again, just mm-hmm. without a lip. And um, I think a few more times I jumped into it, then I tried it again and wasn't able to get it. So that's how we ended up using the headlights clip, like the the. You real knew after headlight. the next time, like, dude, I don't think it's I got just this. Empty. Yeah, it, it was. It was. Like it, was a, it was. Yeah, you could see it in the clip, like. He, yeah, he, it you was. Could see him, he pulled. You pulled. And it was like nothing. Nothing. So nothing. yeah, it was. Um, I feel like there's a rail out there for it because it wasn't like a no lip. It was just like a straight up rail. So yeah. it was like, 
I think that there is a real and I want to do it, but I don't feel like the desire to do it at the moment. And I think like that was it for the moment for me for that one. But yeah, it was just more so trying to push whatever we're doing forward. You know, it's like trying yeah. to yeah, trying to get more ideas. And like I was even at Woodward and wanted to try it, but I didn't want to do it in front of anybody else because I didn't want someone to be like, mm, we'll go try that. Yeah. And it would take away from the spark of like actually yeah. doing it. So I mean. Because like, there was that Snowden rail front lift, I think. I think he reposted that recently. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, nobody really cared about that. Yeah. <laughs> like, I was like, it's mm-hmm. such a, I mean, he did a legit, like, rail to front flip. And yeah. everybody was like. Yeah, you can man. say what you want as, quote, unquote, diehard street rider, you know. But it's like, man, where some people, you could learn a whatever trick in the foam pit and take it to the streets eventually. But yeah. you didn't use a the boxes like you were doing a life or death trick or you, well, could, you the, could have fucked your spinal cord up it's like you gotta be people, smart yeah man. well i think people do get attached to whatever whatever they whatever you give them and what they see and i think that that's how they build their image of you and then no matter how you build your image of yourself but it's like people see you and like oh like this is what you do like you're a street rider or whatever it may be but you have to think about like your favorite street rider have to do certain things to push themselves forward in order yeah. to give you like a, a different outlook because the reason why I say that is because, like, I don't, I don't want to blur the lines of my Instagram content to actual video part content. And I think the reason why I choose to, to like, kind of take it a notch of that, even to that extreme, if you want to call it, because I understand, like, first, this is for me, and I know I want to do this. Like, when I saw him do it, I was like, dang, that'd be sick to do a ground and backflip, but I want to do it on a, a, a regular rail because I feel like if I'm going to do it, I need to push it forward. Yeah. So it's like, all right, if I'm going to do this, this is what I need to do. So I tried it that way. And I think that with any person that watch this or even want to push anything forward, take the necessary steps and be and go off of your instincts and what you feel is right. And if you want to push it forward, like don't think that any way you're trying to doing it, if it comes to safety, like do what you got to do. For yeah, you know? sure. Like, and, you, and you say you you took all these measures to do it. You got mm-hmm. it, let's say, or you do get it eventually. Mm-hmm. And then some kid who's really good at up rails and backflips seeing so, that you do it and he's now he can try it. Yeah, you know, like you can get mm-hmm. it around, but yeah. you, you haven't yeah. seen anyone do this mm-hmm. and you don't want to land it in your head because yeah. you've got a career ahead of you. Because I even know now talking shit. about it is like, by all means, if you hear this and want to go and do it, like I won't be mad at you because I, I decided to like let it out. But it's like, it is what it is. I think that sometimes it, it, you have to let go of certain things in order for things to move forward when it comes to like especially stuff that we do mm-hmm. you know sometimes i could hold certain things i really want to do and then you see you're like oh, i really want to do it but things need to move forward anyway whether you wh- whether they move the way you want them to or not like you kind of have to give certain ideas to in order for things to move forward it's yeah. like now that it's like talked about and somebody going to do it it's like tight yeah pushing yeah. it forward no matter if i did it or come not. get it yeah <laughs> speaking of moving forward the Christian Regal Demarcus part. We've been talking about that from People Talk to the last Unclicked podcast. And oh. now, is that. It ain't ever coming out. It's just never going to come out. We're going to talk about it on the next Ten podcast we do together. Ten more years. <laughs> the next it's, time around, we're going to be like, when's that Christian part coming so out? It's so funny, too, because I think that I'm in, a, I'm in a position where I feel that we we know what we want the end to be, and that we can literally leave right now and go and get it. It's like, go and do it, but it's scary. It's an ender that you know the spot and the trick. It's in yeah, San yeah, Diego. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's in San oh Diego. Oh, my God. That, that, is, that, that, <laughs> does, that does get weird. But it's... um. You guys are both that, ready to go get it? Yeah. I, I don't think we're both. I think it's more so he's ready, and I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> but, I, but I know, like, it's something that I know I'll do. It's like, like you know you'll do it, and I think it's uh, it just takes a lot of, a lot of um, just commitment. I don't think it's anything that the risk would be too great of a risk. I think it's just more so, like, 
the aesthetics of the spot, it makes sense. But if if I do do it, I don't think that even, that would even be the ender. So I think that we something probably, you know you need for your part, yeah, like for yourself. So I want it to be the ender, but I feel like getting it, it only just like open up the door for like, all right, got that shit out the way. Let's mm-hmm. Keep it, keep yeah, it going. Yeah, one of those more. things. It's like but, an unlock. Um, exactly. Yeah. So just uh, it's it's there. Like, um, I think it's hard when Nathan has already trip. filmed <laughs> filmed this whole part yeah. in the last few years, and like, and edited. It's already edited. And I watched it, and it's. Be on the lookout for that. Mine ain't ever coming out, but be on the lookout for that one. But yeah, it's it's just been a process, and I think just um with the ups and downs with iTunes on and stuff or whatever, we just have been been that we started doing yeah, it for Christian, so long. Christian ago. doesn't know what to. I mean, he's hit me up a couple of times. Like he wants to do it through iTunes. Mm-hmm. Now he doesn't know if he should sell it. Uh, it's just like a yeah. single digital download. Like mm-hmm. it's it's hard. I mean, he's got to do all music stuff. He's trying to yeah. do it right. He wants to. If do, we do he, do it without iTunes, we have freedom of using any music we want to use. Yeah. But um, we use it if we did the iTunes route, they, they changed it to a board now and they want the video to be 15 minutes or something like that. And it's like, we got like a lot of footage, but everything that we have, we ain't using 15 minutes of footage yeah. before a video. Yeah. It'd, it'd yeah. be just a watered down. Like, yeah. You can make I like your it. part though and then like a long credits. I don't know. Yeah, but um, I think I'm I'm looking forward to be like, like Nathan, six Nathan's, minutes. Like, Nathan's yeah. like 10, I think, right? Yeah. yeah. So, so yeah, it's, it's, um, yeah, just that, but it's, been so up and down for me and him because he traveled a lot and just me like life changing just like from when we first started filming into like having kids and into like filming other stuff like I filmed so many other things within the time like within the last six years that we've been filming and yeah, just been six like years. yeah six <laughs> years and it's like and, and I don't feel like with um the footage that we have I know it's old but I don't look at like I progressed and like we can't use it like I don't look at my writing that way it's more so like well, that's what I was doing then. We can still use it. Yeah, I feel like and you've yeah. all, you've done that a lot, where you just get super good at a trick and just you have to handle it. Well, I feel like I need to capitalize. Yeah, I, ha- I feel like to the next thing. I do have to capitalize on certain tricks. Like, like more, we've been out a few times and we shot like Smith stuff. Like yeah. I've been doing a lot yeah. of Smiths, and it's like I feel now that I'm almost out of that phase, but I've been capitalizing on that as much as I can into a way where it was like pushing it to the pushing it to a point where it need to open up more doors for that particular trick on certain things. So it's like, okay, Some I'm in that phase. Big ass myths. I don't know about all that. But, <laughs> but uh, I just heard, like, but just on, they yeah, just trying big. to capitalize on certain tricks. And I think that, that get, I get the best out of myself that way. And I think I can deliver a person, deliver people that part of me rather than like the most variety pack of tricks or the variety pack of video. It's more so like, this is me and this is what I was doing at the time. And um, not necessarily take it or leave it, but I think for people that want to watch it, they'll appreciate it. Just doing your best at the tricks you're good at at the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I can't wait to see that. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> <Me too. it> <laughs> <laughs> so that kind of wraps it up with the Christian thing. You're just going to finish it when you're going to finish it. Well, yeah, but Whenever. like it's, man, Christian is so motivating. He's so down. Like he's just one of those dudes that's like, if I wanted to film a clip on a curb, he'll come and film it. Yeah. And I think yeah. that helped me a lot with being able to go to six years now of filming where it's Mastroni. Mastroni is like, he's down too, but I think that he do have a, like, he's, he has like, all right, let's do it. Let's get it. Let's get it. But on um, Christian is like, he's just down for the cause. Like, you know him, he'll, he's a, he's a dude that drop in fully whenever he's doing something. Yeah. You know, it's like, whether it's transitioning from BMX to mountain biking to having a crazy setup on a camera, like he's full throttle with everything he yeah. do, but he takes every part of it. Like he's, 
down for like the night missions. He's down for like the trips. He's down for. That's why he spot. doesn't care. Probably that's been six years because yeah. he likes so, the yeah. process as and much. And that helps. As... That helps me so much with um. And plus, he's here. So if I'm feeling it, and I know that if he's home, if I call him right now, he's like down. He's like, all right, see you there in ten minutes. It's yeah. Like, Sick. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Um. God, I got so many other things on the list. I don't know if I should keep. We should go. just keep going. Ready, the three-hour like, yeah. podcast. <laughs> I love it. I came here with no list, basically. I was like, I did the last one with Demarcus, and it was so fun and easy. We don't need. A, I don't need a list. The list almost messes you up sometimes. It you does. Start being it like, does. What are we gonna talk about? Just. Uh, um. Well, I, one thing I did listen. I listened to both the people talk and the unclicked one uh, last night, and. I found a similarity between your story and Amora's when we when we went out and filmed the other day, and how you didn't like you're like, oh yeah, this dude Amora's is coming, and you didn't, I didn't realize that you didn't know him until afterward, and you kind of told me the story, and then when I listened last night, I was like, oh shit, that sounds basically like Demarcus's mm-hmm. story. Yeah. So I, I found that that pretty interesting, um, and you reckon you re- remember from last time is that Demarcus kind of came out here on a whim and didn't know anybody and mm-hmm. just hit up miles and he hit up Gary and he hit up Christian and mm-hmm. it was kind of just finding his way yeah, to sleep in, work, sleeping yeah. in his car, sleeping yeah. on the beach and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And Amor is, um, basically the same process pretty much. Like yeah. it just, uh, just a different time period. And yeah, he, I met him and he's trying to make jam. it. He's yeah, trying, trying to make, to make it, work. it. Yeah. I met him at a jam in Atlanta, like, uh, maybe maybe seven years ago now just like i was passing through i think i was going home to visit and i like went to this jam and we, it was like sick and he was there and i knew about him but i didn't i never met him so i met him there and that was like maybe we were there for like an hour or two but like we didn't like talk the whole time they were just like oh hey what's up blah yeah. blah then i uh, fast forward a few years later more like six years later <laughs> and i saw him in colorado while i was filming for headlights and um it was more so like oh hey what's up but we always kind of like would talk slightly on the internet like um just on instagram and stuff and um, then, yeah, he was in California. And he's like, yeah, I'm in California. Like, I'm being in San Diego. It'd be cool to come out and ride, blah, blah, blah. I was like, yeah. So I met up with him a few times and rode. And he's very, he's a, I would say he's a little different on the on the scale of, like, expressing himself how I was, I'm, I hold a lot of stuff in. So I feel that for me to achieve, I need to, like, keep certain goals to myself because I feel like if I say it too much, then it makes it less valuable. Yeah. And I think that he's an open book when it comes to expressing himself. And I think that if he wouldn't have told me what he's trying to do, then I wouldn't be able to understand. So he's basically wanted to just be a part, you know, just want to do the best he can and like just be fully involved in bike riding. And um, yeah, I told him one day, it's like, if you're, if you're in San Diego, like just come down and meet up. But this, it was timing was like perfect because he's, He's working on a video, and it's like bro cam, you know, just like just doing whatever he can to make it work. And um, Fudger, we were gonna do the um, what was it? The lockdown thing. Lockdown. We were yeah, doing a lockdown yeah, yeah. thing, yeah. And, and I know he was like in San Diego at the time. I was like, yo, you probably should come and hang out and just ride. You ain't gonna, you don't have to just do whatever it is you do. Just like be a part of it because if you want to be involved in what I understand now, you need to be places. You need to communicate. You need to. Show your face more. Make that introduction. Make that introduction. Yeah, just come and be a part of it. Because I, I, I had no idea who it was before yeah. before him. So and he, I mean, came, he was in yeah. that raw video with you and Garrett and Nathan. Yeah, like <laughs> and yeah. that's crazy. You know, like oh, I come out, come out to California, yeah. and then you're like, oh shit, you're in. A, yeah, because like, because what I, the fuck? The you're in a video had, with Nathan and Garrett. Yeah, the thing I had to like, face with with that with those things it was like I had to tread that water without somebody telling me how to do yeah. it. So yeah. it was like oh, like 
this is like you said, it's identical in the back and show him like I think that I can get him around like my friends and then it won't be too awkward or be too weird because I don't want him to like feel out of place and I don't want to make my friends feel uncomfortable. It's yeah. like, nope, he's I'll vouch for him. Like he's all right. Like let him do his thing. And literally he came, did his thing. Yeah, you know, it's yeah. like but he killed it in that video. Yeah, so everybody like you you you're like building yourself and I think that's what was important. So that's how I saw myself. It's like, oh well, he's trying and I, I understand his story or what he's trying to do from pretty much the same as that. Yeah, cool. yeah. So you saw I him and brought him out and trying mm-hmm. to just take him under your wing a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when I heard that story last night, I was like, fuck, that's just like Amori. Like, yeah, 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 I was yeah, like, yeah. oh shit, yeah, uh-huh. he's out here. Right. Now I get it. it. Why you yeah. just brought this dude without really even knowing yeah. him. Like, he, he understood it and he, he likes it, dude. Yeah, and like, like, my, you get it. If you jump into... If you just jump into the scene, you don't have to like be like around the bush. Forward, I yeah, guess, yeah, right? you have to. Just come yeah. jump into it and yeah. boom. You know, yeah. that's a, the best. That's why I always tell kids too. If you want to get in there, it's more than just web videos and Instagram. Mm-hmm. Like, go to some go gyms, to some meet gyms, some yeah. people in real life because there's so much internet and crazy stuff going on. You got to be something so so mm-hmm. special to stand out now yep. because there's so much crazy shit you can look through every day. But going to meeting someone and showing that you know how to ride in real life is yeah, it's a different huge. Whole different ball huge. That you can yeah. ride in real life and hang out mm-hmm. and like, hang out. Yeah, yeah. like one hundred percent. Yeah, like to be that. a pro bike rider, you got to be able to go in a van with like seven dudes for a week and yeah. no one has to get sick of you or you'll uh-huh. be, you won't get on that van yeah. the next, yeah, exactly. the next trip. And also don't right. forget you have like certain things you need to uphold. You know, like yeah. I think sometimes whenever you get you get that taste of um kind of very, very small success on um, being a part of something. Some people don't they don't register that like it haven't even started. You know, it's like yeah. you gotta you really gotta like lock yourself down and like once you once you degree. arrive that doesn't mm-hmm. mean the work stops. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Whoa, sorry, the AC clicked off. And that, was like, that was like dead <laughs> silence for a second. <laughs> it, is it now time to hear about the sponsor? Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> nah, not yet. Nah, nah, nah. Nah, I mean, I got a couple other things, but... Uh, <laughs> He's got a damn folder. I do, I do. for some reason. <laughs> I talked to, to Demo all the time, but I don't know. Clickbait. You no, but clickbait. I, feel like we went, I feel like we went on for so long that I feel like we don't need to... I was like, I got like fucking TikTok and shit on here. I don't know if that's Sick. important. Let's go. I, I'm I down. I'm, I will, can, I can you tell me what... What is TikTok? TikTok is an <laughs> app that you can use. I'm too old. To, like TikTok is an app that pretty much you, you have. You just can make videos, whether it's like dance videos, whether it's like um, challenges or whatever it may be. But um, me, I think Dennis have one now for sure. We're friends on TikTok. Yeah, we're friends. We follow each other. Yeah, yeah. yeah we don't yeah. message each other. I think you were. Each. I think you were Dennis's fourth follower yeah. or something. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> but see, when it was robot noises or whatever, I was doing. <laughs> I didn't even know. I didn't even know it was a real thing. And they I was like, have, Holy shit! Um, I no, I just because you like. I think you were the first person that I talked to TikTok about, and I, I still can't fucking handle it. I log yeah. on there, and I'm like, oh my god. You forget, I forget I have it, but um, but they but they like they signed you up and backed you mm-hmm. TikTok, and they uh, I think yeah. they pay, they, yeah. they paid them. Yeah, I got like they, a they paid partnership for, yeah. like, with them like to pretty do it. pretty with early them. on when they were trying to blow up. They just needed some. TikTok they were already blowing up. I think they were their their proposal to me was like um. Because they hit me up once before, and they were like, oh, well, would you be into um, using our app and promoting it on your Instagram, and we'll pay you this? And I was like, no, I'm okay. Like, uh, I, I get what you're trying to do, and I think that for any bike rider out there that get campaign stuff and want to be a part of something, just understand that. You see that Grant, you see that Grant C, like... Uh... Yeah, Fuck. yeah. I mean, like you got, you got, you, like by all means, by all means, like you gotta do what you gotta do. And Shout if out you to feel, if you I'm like, not, not well, no, no. If yeah, you like yeah. what you're doing, you like what you're into. Like by all means, promote it. Don't fuck with everybody else thing like yeah. promote whatever you're into but get um, that free mattress yeah. y'all get that yeah, yeah exactly mattress. yeah do what, do what you gotta do but um with tiktok they i think i'm sure they hit up a lot of bike riders hit up a lot of people and um they 
proposed the idea of like promoting it on the Instagram. I was like, I wasn't into it. And um, then they asked me about using only their app. And their idea was that they wanted to get you to a certain amount of followers and they're going to pay you like S amount of dollars every month to do it. But you can post old content. Like as long as it fit the description of full screen, you utilizing like certain things in the app. You can't use too many of the, the effects, but you use a song of your choice and you use certain hashtags or whatever. And you can post 30 videos in the month or whatever. It doesn't all have to be... Like my neighbor's got the loudest motorcycle. <laughs> Usually he's playing music at the same time. Too. <laughs> but um, yeah. But and it sounds like a win-win. Like, yeah, it was, like it was, oh, like we're gonna promote, we're gonna pay you, and we're gonna promote your account. You know what and, it was? And you have like several hundred thousand followers. You had to no, like, like thirty thousand on oh, TikTok. Okay. But it's like that's still a lot. But with how fast it happened. Yeah. So, but it was like um, you have to lose your ego. You got to lose the ego and where you stand yeah, and what you yeah, are. Yeah. And I think that a lot of times people miss out on certain opportunities that could be beneficial to them because they can't, they, they're afraid about how people look at them. So I think that for me, I didn't care about how a person would look at me, but I, f- I was waiting for whatever they could deliver me that I could work with. Yeah. And that's what happened. It was like, oh, we can do this. I was like, all right, cool. Let's do it. Then just using it, it was like, oh, I could just make manual videos. And it was like fun. So I was like, I'm always cruising in the city filming videos like i had my friends in it if they want to be in it but it was like that's how i got on tiktok but now it's like dang this is kind of fun you know i can yeah. do this but then i saw other friends making it was like oh they missed it they yeah. missed it yeah, yeah but sure. it's but it's not it's not like you missed it but it's kind of like that's me right now for the yeah. hour bmx stuff i'm like dude i have no fucking clue but it's one of those things that yeah he just one goes, night he just, just take back off. and forth it just take off. <laughs> so yeah it so, just, yeah so that mentality though like where you go and you make it fun. Like, I feel like that transfers to kind of the, the raw YouTube stuff that we've been doing as well. Mm -hmm. Because like, like I feel, I feel like when I have, I get a little self-conscious about it because of like, Oh, if I hit up Nathan or something, or I mean, some even, even Dennis sometimes where I'm like, Hey, do you want to just like cruise a ramp? And it'll be like bullshitting, but like not anything super serious. And it's just like a day edit type thing. A lot of people are like, not really that into it, but I feel it's like really over to easy to overthink things like that. Yeah. You know? yeah. And it's like you with the TikTok, you were overthinking of it, you know, mm-hmm. a little bit. And then you realize like, this is actually fun. You got into it a bit. Yeah. And, you know, and you I made think... some money off something and now you have a following yeah. and it's another, another outlet. And you, you get followers from to. TikTok on Instagram because like, everything's connected and people click and it's like, Oh, I actually had a situation and, and I was me and Albert riding some random dude. He doesn't ride a bike. Came up to me. He's like, I know you from TikTok. And I was like, what the? <laughs> it caught so, me so far off guard. And I was like, sick but he was just stoked because he like recognized me for riding a bike and that's why i've been posting on the tiktok it's like stuff that i have posted on my instagram yeah. or something i just filmed but he knew about it because it was in the for you page as they call it just like popped up and he just saw me and he's like oh this is the guy so yeah yeah cool. yeah on our last trip you know the, this kid was like you guys got a tiktok mm-hmm. on our horror trip in arizona we're like that's the first time i heard that yeah. shit it used to be it was like instagram facebook youtube now it's tiktok yeah, like, yeah. it's, it's a real thing to get on it Get on it, dude. Yeah. It's, it's fun too when Another you let go, media, like dude. of um, how because like on TikTok, I think it's less you have to do when it comes to like it's it's not as um um proper. Yeah, you know, it's yeah. like it's more you can, fun. Humor. Yeah, way more yeah. fun. Yeah. You can literally do what you want to do and yeah. it just take off. You yeah, know? So, cool. It's even more addicting, I think, because Instagram now is like super professional, which mm-hmm. is dope, and Facebook is very like professional <laughs> yeah. for adults. You know, and, and getting yeah, news and stuff and like that. Like family members like being yeah, all this yeah. Stuff. You can kind of, I guess <laughs> the, with Instagram is like almost you got to put your best shit on Instagram. Yeah, and then you got to and now you put 
So your people old embrace embrace the now. People, if you're listening to this, Resist. don't don't like Resist. whether you're my age, younger, older. Like it's okay to be yourself and to like a certain thing, but yeah. please, please adjust if you can to accept what's coming because you can't change it. It ain't happening. Like for this digital stuff, whether it's like social media stuff, you don't have to be a part of it, but don't bash people for being a exactly. part of it. Like, just, say, just if, you're, accept if you're not it doing it, yeah. then don't talk shit on yeah. it because yeah. that's your lifestyle. You know, like that's mm-hmm. super cool. Do whatever you want. Like, yeah. but don't, don't not embrace it and then talk shit on it. It's yeah. Like, just, yeah. Yeah. Just do you or do it all mm-hmm. or embrace it. Like, well, let's let's talk about this new sponsor. <laughs> I feel like I'm, I feel like I'm out. Of, I feel like I'm out of brain energy. <laughs> I don't want to. All right. Yeah. Well, so thanks. Out. Welcome. welcome. Uh, thanks for coming on the podcast. That's it. Yeah. We're gonna Appreciate do another it. episode with him Thank in a few you. weeks. Yeah. All right. Oh, I heard you had the choice. I heard you were talking to two brands. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you want to list both brands. You can if you want, but um, you ended up going with one brand, and yeah. that brand is. Do, do, do. Oh, I have to wait. <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, that brand is uh, GT. Nice. GT bikes. Nice. Balloons are falling. Confetti's Balloons out. Are falling. <laughs> it's a party. So I heard um, that GT wanted you on the team a while back. That they've been talking to you, talking about you for a while, mm-hmm. and then obviously. You know the volume thing got wrong. I think you credit me for that, but I let yeah, Je- yeah. so Jeff Z Jeff Zelensky, who works for our EMX, um, works for GT. He's a TM for GT, and I mentioned it to him, and he was like, "He's relentless." Oh, yeah, he's like, "Oh shit!" Like we've been talking about <laughs> we talk about Demo forever, mm-hmm. and so he mentioned it to the brand manager who has been Ward, mm-hmm. and uh, unbeknownst to me, uh, all that's unbeknownst to me. I just mentioned it to Jeff, and then. Next so, I hear, next I hear, they struck a deal. Yeah, well, being, like, well, well, Jeff sent me a FaceTime photo, a, face, a screenshot yeah, yeah, of you totally, guys yeah. all on FaceTime, and I'm yeah. like, oh shit. We well, wanted they, to do the podcast with you too, and we were both like, oh, the sponsor news is up in the air because we heard there's something going on. It was yeah. between different sponsors, and we knew something was up. Yeah, so we're like, we gotta wait. Well, Let's, the the thing is, it was um, it was it was a few different people that I I'm interested in. Yeah. I was interested in, but I think that. For the period and like, um, shout out to Ben. He told me that um, he'd been trying to get me on GT for like the last six, five years, six years. Yeah. And I was like, damn, bro, all right, all right. you know. But he respected the situation. Yeah. Like he respected that that I like was able to have certain things with volume, which was like I would have told him no anyway because of that. I think that's one of the things yeah. too is because going back to the freed thing is like I I I always feel like you have such loyalty to brands that you work with and you mm-hmm. and you kind of give them. Of you're all one and then and then you you kind of stay committed because it, even when when volume offered i know there was more to it but when volume first hit you up you said no because mm-hmm. freed had been good to you and yeah. so I, I think i think kind of people recognize the fact that you wouldn't just take a deal because they're offering you a little bit more money yeah well yeah it was pretty much that like how we talked about the tiktok thing about yeah. how it didn't fit and i think that when volume first hit me up from freed they offered me an AM spot, and I was like, no, not because I didn't feel like I, w- I was an AM, but it was more so like, why would I, why would I take a step back if the if the company here is helping me to be a little bit more in the spotlight in, yeah. in in the sense of their company? And then when they approached me again, it was like, oh, we can do this, and I was like, oh, it make more, make make way more sense because it helped me to be able to do more in the BMX industry. Then with this situation, it was um very similar actually. When yeah. Z when Z did approach me, it was like we can do this and i was like no if you're gonna do that i got a proposal 
Yeah. You know, and like sent in a proposal and they instantly from another brand, right? Uh, yeah. Sorry, so, I, I don't no, know no. So when well, when Z hit me up about the GT situation, yeah. um, I told him he's like, oh, we can match what volume is doing for you. And okay. I was like, no, I don't want that. It's like, I'll. For, well, leaving volume, I had to learn. I had to like accept that I wasn't. I wasn't looking to go into having being a part of a company having a signature bike or signature parts or anything. Because okay, I, I have you. with volume, bars, frame, fork, peg, seat. Yeah. You know, yeah, all that stuff. And it's like, well, I understand that this is this now, and I appreciate it. And that was a goal of mine to have that. Yeah. And I understood that leaving volume, that I may not get that anywhere else. But I think that companies would want to give it to me. But I didn't want to propose that to a company that i need that to be a part of your company yeah okay so, i got it so basically that was like me letting that go and to leaving out the option of that basically for me i felt that i didn't want parts to make up for a salary i didn't want to be like you do this and you have this so to help you make more money it was like uh no like not that that doesn't make sense but i did that like i already like i would already been a part of that and i was like how about we don't do any of that it's like, how about we just don't worry about Keep having signature stuff yeah. and I promote whatever it is that you guys have to ensure you that, like, my loyalty to you, I'm going to fulfill it. It's like, no matter what the parts are, it's got to have, have the parts at home. Like, I have all this stuff. I appreciate it. It's there. So it's a, it was a phase. doesn't mean I won't have it again, but it's like, this is what I need right now and this is what I need to focus on. Yeah. I don't need to, like, do extra stuff to make money. It's like, if this can be this every single month, we gonna make it happen. Like we gonna we gonna do the best we can and get shit done. Yeah. So they agreed to it, no questions asked. And cool. I was like, yeah, and it worked. So because I think I think a lot of brands they think that that's appealing. At, at, to at any brand listening, like, please understand. Like to kids, they get it. Like kids, I feel like I understand that. And I think for me, I got in, I got in a pro- professional bike rider super late. And I yeah. think that. I had to go through that process versus like if I was 18, then that would have been, that's fine. Yeah. But like doing that later, I had to go through the process of understanding like, oh, this is what I do first, then do this. But also looking do at you, what works for me. Do you feel me. the same way, Dennis? I've never had a signature or anything, so I don't. Well, I think you're more so talking about like the wisdom of being a pro. You said you had to, you, you learned it all like later mm-hmm. on, yeah. you know, because you started this whole thing a little later on. That's yeah. what you're talking about, yeah, right? Learn it, yeah, I learned all like certain things I didn't know later because like, I, didn't, I didn't, have any, didn't have anybody to tell me how it works. It was more so like, oh, well, I know having signature parts, then um, you have royalties and they come quarterly. And I think that all that is off of how things are being sold and how, how things are being promoted and like everybody doing their part, basically. So after understanding like with that, you still get a salary and you still get like uh, if you get your royalties or whatever, but that's quarterly. Mm-hmm. So some brands would use having... Uh, royalties or like having stuff like that make up for extra money that you can yeah, make for sure and it's like you get that but like that's a short end of the state for a bike rider and some riders don't really understand that in the sense of that they're looking at oh we, i get to have this signature stuff and which is great but whenever there comes to a situation where things get tight you're probably going to get a pay cut which takes away from your salary because those parts aren't selling mm-hmm. at the time. Yeah. Yeah, no, I totally and, get it. And, and, not, and not even this, this necessarily your parts aren't even selling. It's more so like whether it's um, that time of the year. Yeah. Or like it, it could be multiple things. It doesn't mean that the rider or even company's owner or owners aren't doing their part. It's just more so like timing. You know, sometimes you have to – and a lot of times the rider take the blunt 
of most things when it comes to companies, when it comes to like um, financial situation, doesn't mm-hmm. mean that owners or the owners or the people that are the marketing budget always has to get looked at first. Mm-hmm. It has to get looked at. That's what pushes the company. Yeah, then so. they have then they have to choose, pick and choose what they should cut. When they companies are to, doing good, the marketing budget's bigger. When mm-hmm. they're doing bad, it shrinks. Yeah. it's the first so, thing always. So when it when it does shrink or whenever it does, like certain decisions are made, the rider is the first one in a sense is looked at as like, hmm, should we cut from the travel? Should we cut from the 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 salary? Should we cut from certain things? And th- most of the time, it's cutting the rider's salary. And though they feel like that's a good decision, but sometimes that decision is made without like trying to find a solution for it. The solution is always like, oh well, you get a pay cut, and we can do like certain things to help you make more money. It's like, how about we, how about you talk to me about what we can do before you cut it? Mm-hmm. It's like, and I think that sometimes that can come off as like too much for, for people to deal with. Cause I don't own a company. I don't run a company, so I can't tell anybody what they should and how they shouldn't do it. But I understand what me as a person and what I have to personally deal with and how I have to manage my own money to make things work. Yeah. So if, if I'm doing it on a very, very small scale to make whatever I have work, then how 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 is it possible that you can just make that decision for me and like any rider and strip and strip them of like what they like made work into their their lifestyle or whatever it is, whatever it is they do and strip them of it to like oh well well your next paycheck is gonna be this and you can yeah. try to do something. So now it's being pro for yeah. a while now you understand that mm-hmm. it's like so much better to have that consistent check rather mm-hmm. than your royalties on these mm-hmm. products determine what you and your family get to spend this quarter. Yeah. And and by all means, I do understand that those decisions have to be made and, and you want to think that they're all made in the, the best interest of you. Yeah. But at the same time, you'd be naive to think it is. And that's that's being personal. You have to think you have to take it personal, even though you don't have you don't want to put personal with business, but let's be realistic. It's a business stuff. You out there putting your putting your butt on the line to film a clip and you work so hard. Last thing you need to be worried about if you got a pay cut. Yeah. The last thing you worry about if it's going to go back. It's like the best thing for you to have in those situations is to understand that as long as you're working to move forward. If you know that and a company is telling you that we're backing you, we support you, we're making the adjustments, and they communicate with you and they appreciate you and they let that be. They tell you that, that goes way further than a pay cut. Hell yeah. you know, so. so you got something cool going with GT then where you now feel mm-hmm. comfortable with the the money and you, yeah. you're over the signature product. You just want to. Well, I'm not over it. I think that. I need you, to be a little bit less about me when it comes to those things to, mm-hmm. in order to, in order to get a company to understand, like it isn't about me, but I'm down to meet in the middle. Yeah. You know, it's like, I don't, I don't want to have anything coming in where we got to rush anything. It's like, I'll do this and I promote whatever you have and we can work on trying to figure that other stuff out. But for now, like, I don't need to sit in your bike. I don't mm-hmm. need it. Like, yeah. so, so cool. I think that's cool. Outside, outside of that, I think the, the, the general news outside of this podcast is dropping today. You know, I think Monday the 13th is when we're planning on dropping this. I think that's – the news is dropping today as well. What are you – Today. No, no. Today the, being – or the 13th. The sorry, news my of, brain. The news of what? Of you being on GT is also dropping the 13th. The 13th. Yeah, okay, we're, yeah, we're yeah, filming yeah. this. Yeah, it's on the 13th. Today, for, for the, the people 13th. that are – yeah, today, the, today <laughs> we're filming this live right now it's always live uh, oh is it live no, no. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> imagine it's um, like it's not dropped yet what the fuck like my phone hack can't blow up because i'm not on wi-fi <laughs> um we're filming this on the 26th of june so mm-hmm. uh are you announcing on on early july that you're off of volume or is, uh, it, a, is it a quick 30th time? monday so the monday I'll be, okay so yeah. you're gonna announce that you're off of volume mm-hmm. and then and then on the 13th i assume the gt news is dropping. yeah on as 13th far as I, I have it. from the 
the first through the thirteenth, I have that amount of time to film a minute of footage. Yeah, that's what I was saying. So, yeah, so yeah. you guys so, are dropping like a, a, a quick minute thing. Mm-hmm. And I think that I already have the stuff lined up that I want to do. Yeah. But it's um, yeah. So with that, and uh, I have Mike making a video. Journey, yeah, to do cool. like, um, like, like a, a parting, yeah. Thing. yeah, yeah, cool, cool. And I, that was one of the things, too, is I noticed, um, that you're not playing it like I saw you just like post a photo of your bike and then some other parts the other you day, to, you man. know, like, and you're just like volume bikes, like, it, you yeah. know, like you're not playing it like lazy, like, you're still you have being to. a con, like a consummate professional the whole way through. Well, and that, and that that is part of the agreement, too, because like, even though they were gonna. In Fernando words, like he's gonna drop you in two months, and yeah. I told him he was like, "Yeah, I had planned to really let you go in two months," and I was like, "Well, how about we, whenever, I, whenever I decided to not be a part of it, and I was like, well, would you continue for the the next two months?" Yeah. And um, part of that is me just trying to uphold my behalf. And yeah. if I, yeah. and he did text me one day, he was like, "Oh, uh, could you make sure you tag volume and you know, like in your stuff?" And I was like, "Yeah, of course." Yeah. And I think that, um, oh, part of the things too that we talked about was um. I checked Fernando once on the sense of that me posting something on my Instagram and then instantly re- reposting it. And I told him like to not do it, give it at least eight hours. <laughs> and he was like, why? I was like, why? Cause he didn't know. And I was like, because yeah. you're stripping away from like me communicating with the people that, that just, yeah, we were just communicating. Yeah, Cause yeah. I respond yeah. to the messages and the comments. Yeah. If you repost it on a volume account, nobody ain't responding to it. Like yeah. I have to go on your account to talk about stuff about parts. I have to go on your account to talk about stuff and, I see it on all companies. It's not yeah. just volume, but it's no. Like, we try and we try and do that for yeah. for just so the BMX account. I let try, yeah. I try and let people have it, but sometimes I'm like, I'm not going to circle back to this in eight hours. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah. Like, it's like, very cool though. It sounds yeah. like you guys are doing such a professional job of communicating now, well, and it try. sucks because volume has been, you know, you and volume have been so cool together, mm-hmm. you know. And Castillo is working there more, even though he yeah. still does. Shout out to Castillo. Shout, shout out to Law Castillo. too. And shout out to everybody involved. Big shout out to Mastroni for like even having the vision that he had to even help me be like be able to express myself yeah. totally like, I, you know, I was so watching that warhorse video this morning like shout out to him before. for using that damn song because i hated it <laughs> but it's but good, i like though, it because it's so I, it different grew, it, it's so it, different it was so it was um i liked it after he proposed it in a way where yeah. it was like oh he, yeah, he knew what right. he was doing like, with like, it. you can feel it like yeah. when, he, when he saw it and he sent it to me i was like mm. <laughs> and i was like ooh, like I don't like this song, but I love the video <laughs> yeah. because the song goes yeah. well. For and sure. it's like he sure. he see it differently from me. So it was like, yeah, it was one that you can't forget. Like the song just gets stuck in your head. You know? yeah. So, yeah. I was just trying to, to make the point that, you know, the communication at the end got weird. All this shit got weird at the end, but you and volume always were so dope together in my eyes. You know, yeah, like I love that, that whole vibe with everything. And Brock's gone now too, but mm-hmm. that era of volume with you guys was super dope. And, but I appreciate that. Congratulations on moving on to GT. Cause that's a, sounds like another dope chapter for you. Yeah. For I sure. mean, the team, the team is crazy. Like it, it is, it is a pretty wild squad. Mm-hmm. Like just in the sense of like that, GT just has this image of of bringing a a good mix of people together. In mm-hmm. my opinion, at least, like what what are you most excited about about joining a a, a new team of guys? I guess like hmm. I would feel just more sort of to to be a part of something that that I'm not a part of. I feel like in yeah. order for me to <laughs> Branson's making you a part of him right now. Yeah. Come on, dude. <laughs> Come on. Well, to to be a part of it, I feel like I need to. Um, part of what I, like to go into any company i think i need to fit in 
what I mean by fit in, that means that I don't want to step on anybody's toes. Yeah. And the same thing I told Mastroni and the same thing I told Brian when I, before I went to volume. It's like, I don't want to come in and step on anybody's toes that that's here before me because when you put a lot of work and effort into something, you feel like entitled to a part of it. So I don't want to, and I think that's the, the, I'm looking more to that, to like blending in and being myself. Cause I think that everybody on GT is so different from me, from each other. Yeah. I'm just looking to like do my part to like be another piece to their puzzle. So it's like, you know, Al- just Albert's going to be really sad that you didn't just say riding with Albert and being, oh, Albert Albert being on that. the same team on it. I don't Albert. Even have to say that. He already <laughs> know it. He already know. Like, <laughs> Anything that Albert's doing and anything I think of doing, it's always in my head considering him. Yeah. You know, it's like I mean, you ride with Albert more than – I mean, pretty much more than – I mean, pre-pandemic yeah. because he was pretty locked down. But sorry about the dog. No, it's okay. Yeah. That's nice, too, to, <laughs> be, to be moving on to a team with one of your favorite people to ride with, yeah. you know, like straight I kind of really like riding with him. I just ride him because he's in San Diego. <laughs> Convenient. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, I am looking forward to um, – like just everything that's coming with it, because I know like um, Ratty Maddie's on, Parker's on, yeah, and um, just um, Brent, just uh, Brandon Workus, like yeah, Brandon Workus. They do have an SD squad, yeah, they got a heavy SD squad, yeah, from everything. Yeah. And uh, what's up with wearing a helmet? Everyone on the team wears a helmet. Is that yeah. kind of going along? Uh, honestly, just working through the kinks right now. I think that if I would have turned it down, then I don't know where it would be. Yeah. You know when where I was staying with being able to have the possibility of not having like having to wear a helmet. So it's started out as I don't have to wear one to the lawyer firing back. Like, Hmm, no, it gotta be better. We gotta come, we gotta, we gotta figure it out, you know, yeah. to it's there down. And we're just trying to figure out how to work for work for everybody involved. It's like so, we, we talked about before this podcast, you have nothing against the helmet. You even wear a helmet zero. a lot, you know, yeah, like, yeah, you, it's you like, had it on trying the backflip. Mm-hmm. Like when you feel like you want it, you, mm-hmm. and but, I think that, too because i I mean i want to participate and i think that at this point if i'm going to be involved with any kind of company then i need to understand how to compromise and give a little bit of like my i gotta let a little bit of myself go in order to like to make things work because like i've been to a lot of shop stops and some of them require you to wear a helmet yeah sometimes Mm -hmm. like you go to skate parts they always like a lot of parts require especially claremont you have to wear a helmet and i love going to claremont and i always wear my helmet so it's like there has never been an issue that i felt like participating in it that i I shouldn't have to wear a helmet because I think that wouldn't be realistic and I'll be only looking at it from one point of view, which would be mine. And I look at like being, being considered a street rider or whatever. And the, the core aspect of me riding and me filming video stuff and filming like anything that I feel is natural. And, um, I, it's hard for me to budge, budge off of that because I put a lot of, I sacrificed a lot to be here for one. And I think a lot of us have. And when I talk directly about myself, it's like, I feel so passionate about it. That's like, if I think about it long enough, it probably made me tear up. It's like, yeah. how could I let, how could I be possibly stripped away? Like strip, have that stripped away from me by someone that don't ride a bike. They can't understand it. Mm-hmm. It's like, not that what he's saying doesn't make sense. Cause I completely get it. But it's like, if I give this to this person or these people, then I lose myself completely. Yeah. So it's like, but you got to meet in the middle. You have to meet in the middle. Because it's for it's it's for your your career, you know, yeah, your life. You yeah, want to do yeah. something. It's like mm-hmm. everything about this company is amazing, and you do back helmets, but mm-hmm. you can't sell out. Because like, and wear well, one the all thing the time. Is, I like that you brought the word sell out because I think that sell out is in the eye of the beholder. But I think that totally you you do you do feel like a sell out if you can't be yourself. But you can't be ignorant. You can't be ignorant to like what what it means. Like wearing a helmet made complete sense. And I think that 
me, even in a, in a meeting I told him, they were talking about, like, one of the guys was saying that he felt the need to wear a helmet because, you know, he don't want to be eating out of tube. And it was like, I'm down to eat out of tube because I wake up every day when I go ride a bike. Like, I can't, I can't tell you that you should feel that way, but I understand that when I ride my bike, I understand everything that comes with it. And if I'm ready to take on that, it's like, I can say that and really mean it, not because I'm trying to convince you with any convincing, because yeah. I don't, I ride my bike for myself first. And That's I think an that if I don't have it, it's yeah, like, yeah. but, but I had to, I had to express that to him from a personal standpoint, then to move into the, all right, the, the corporate standpoint of understanding where this is coming from. So it's like, to you, to them, you may sound crazy. You may sound like, oh, he's he's just one of those dudes. But it's like, no, I get your side. I'm down to participate in your side. But you got to come correct and understand where I'm coming from. This can't be taken away, not because of what people think, but more so because of how I feel. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, that's how I feel about it. So it's it's a little bit deeper than just a helmet or deeper yeah. than just me not wanting yeah. a helmet. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And it's you telling them that and being so good at expressing yourself and talking to people and being wise well, with wisdom. You can. It's amazing that you guys are meeting in the middle with a company that from an outsider point, I'm, I'm, my view, I heard DeMarcus on GT and I was like, oh shit, he signed to wear the helmet the whole time. Mm-hmm. Cause you know, everybody on the team wears yeah. a helmet the whole time and mm-hmm. I'm, I'm down with the helmet too. But even myself, that'd be crazy. Cause it's just the whole, like just jibbing around without a, having to put a helmet on to film an yeah. Instagram video. I was like, damn, that's a and lot even for too, you. They, we, we talked a little bit about the, um, being the, the light, like a lifestyle thing or whatever. He's like, well, skateboarding isn't like skateboarding is more so like a lifestyle thing and people can get it. And I was, and he was, I let him finish. You know, you get you get, you get to hear people out and what they talk about. And it's like, well, what do you think bike riding is? Everybody has a bike. Everybody can pick up a skateboard and ride a skateboard. Yeah. It's like it's a lifestyle thing. But I understand it from another perspective, because any kid that come from where I come from, their mom is probably or dad probably buying them a bike from Walmart. It's not coming with a helmet. Yeah. Most kids that buy a bike from a bike shop, parents are probably buying them a bike and come with a helmet. It's like you have to look at the, where it's coming from. Not so much as like. Well, the consumers watching, they see you ride without a helmet, then they're going to want to do it. And it's like, well, that's me being a parent. My kids ain't riding without a helmet. I want them to. I need to control that. Yeah. That's the parent's job. And I understand Great from point. Well, I have to understand from those aspects, but I still get the point that they're making. Mm-hmm. But I have to understand it from all those aspects because I can relate to all of them. So it's like, oh, well, if you feel that way, then I'm down to make a video of me talking about how safe it is to wear a helmet mm-hmm. and why I choose not to wear one. Yeah. It's like you have to be able to talk about those situations and make people understand that whatever decision you're making it do fall into your plate and that you do need to understand that it's, it's okay. If you're a core bike rider, if you're just like so core to the point that you can't understand other people, stop. It's like, you need to understand that you got to let go of yourself to understand where a person is coming from in order to move forward. So if I consider myself a core street bike rider filming video parts, but I also need to also need to make sure that, if I want to progress, if I want to make more money, if I want to have more parts and all these certain things, you have to give a little understanding yeah. to, to move forward. And that was part of it. It's like, well, I need to understand where you're coming from in order to make sure that the people that are buying your bikes see that, oh, this person is down to participate. I don't have like a rebel that just say, oh, no, I'm, I'm not going to the shop because they want me to wear a helmet. Yeah. I'm not like taking yeah. a photo because they want me to wear a helmet. Yeah. It's like, no. No, if you want to do better for yourself, you got to do things you've never done. You got to do things that you don't always agree with, but you got to kind of make it make sense to yeah. you. Mm-hmm. So. I mean, it's cool that they're willing to work with you on it. You know, mm-hmm. like I, I thought it was a hard, just as Dennis said, I thought it was a hard line on on, on their end. So the the fact that they they want you on the team, you know, like it's like, yeah, it's the, mm-hmm. it's the want of getting you on the team 
is superseding rules that they have in place for yeah. literally everybody else. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that's a, a, a really cool thing. And it just goes to show like, like how much they, they value you being a part of the mm-hmm. squad and, and, and doing what they want to do, you know, and even like, talking to like, they, they, they've been constantly communicating and trying to stay on top of it. And they asked me even what they can do more of. It's like more so than now, don't stop. It's yeah. like, and I had the op- I had the chance to say no yesterday about like completely being a part of it. And it was like, well, <laughs> that motorcycle dude again. Yeah. It's like if I tell him no now, then they have to start all over again. Yeah. You know, it's like then that's they. I'm sure they missed out on like a lot of opportunities with dudes that could have been very good for that company. And they could have been very good for that dude. But yeah. I think that with me being down and like fully making the commitment that I'm willing to make a change about myself on understanding. Like, it doesn't mean that I would have to wear a helmet. But I need to understand that if having kids and trying to get them to understand how to, like, communicate or how to, like, let go of part of themselves to, to get another perspective, then I need to practice that myself. Yeah. Whether yeah. things work out or not. You know, that same thing with relationships. Whether they work out or not, you need to be completely understanding of yourself to to try to move forward with yourself. Then you can then open up and understand, like, it isn't all about you, but if you have the chance to say how you feel and express yourself and where you're coming from and that person is down to listen, then that's, that's when things started like blend. It's like, Oh, like I didn't know that you were down to do that. I didn't know that you were down to shoot a photo with a helmet. Yeah. It's like, ah, I can see how we can make this work versus it being like, you want it this way and I want it that way. Take it or leave it. Yeah. It's like, no room for You guys met in the middle in an Mm -hmm. amazing way. Well, so well spoken. You said all that too. <laughs> Motorcycle guy isn't probably that well spoken. That's just me assuming. Dude. Yeah, um, he goes down the street ripping. Yeah. <laughs> I got a new motor. Um, yeah, he might be well spoken. He, he, he actually let me. He you been riding my, my motorcycle? Oh, no, I lost. <laughs> <laughs> he let Fudger ride the motorcycle down the street. Um, <laughs> I, was like, I, I love totally that. I totally lost what I was gonna say. Oh, obviously, with the with the pandemic and stuff going on, there's there's probably not any trips planned right now. But I know that there's a full length video that is passively set for like September mm-hmm. or something. So is that obviously the goal is for you to have a full part in that, mm-hmm. correct? Yeah. Ooh, nice. Yeah. So it's like, um, can you, I think it's, can you film this? Take yeah, some more of that Christian this, footage. Yeah. yeah right. <laughs> yeah. No Christian. Yeah. Let's well, keep working on that project. <laughs> imagine, some of this. imagine. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's like, um, can you film this? Yeah. So basically like bro cam or whoever's oh, around. Cool. And, uh, I think it's a cool concept because there's no like, um, super obligation on like, how or what you need to be filming. I think it's just all put into like the aspect of the rider and what they want to do. It's pretty cool. So, Supernatural. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think with GT, uh. it's like, you know, like, they're, I, I don't know if it still is, but like that, the tagline they were running with for a little while was like seriously fun. Like, yeah. like they're serious about it being fun. So I think, the, can you film this thing? It already says mm-hmm. like, already says like, oh, this is like, kind yeah. of our everyday thing. It's not meant to be some insane production yeah. type stuff. So, cool. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. It was a, Dude, that was so awesome. We yeah. talked about some Dennis is good shit. at wrapping up the podcast. I'm good at questions sometimes. <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah, loved it. The whole, you're like, just the concept of looking through people's eyes for everything, whether it comes down to the racism thing, being a bike rider, a skateboarder, a skate park, like everyone comes from different backgrounds mm-hmm. and has different visions through their eyes and things they've saw. So don't act like, you know, everything question, right. talk, mm-hmm. communicate, you know, it's, it's so beautiful. Let what people you have control. Like that's the biggest thing. Yeah. Do what? Thing. Just let, let people be in control. Like 
I don't know the answer to everything, and I don't know how to handle every situation, but I do understand if somebody knows something that I don't know, then let them be in control. Like, and I always, like, kind of pair stuff with relationships. It's like, there, there'll be a lot of things that me and the mother of my kids will be disagree on, but there's certain things that she know that I don't know or more about that I don't know, and yeah. I have to let her be in control. If I don't do that, then we'll always be bumping heads. We'll always feel like, you say this, you say that. And it's like, same thing with anything we do. You just have to let people take the lead. It's okay with being a follower whenever you don't know. You, yeah. But you're listening, you're trying to learn. It's like, just don't, you don't always have the control. Like, even if you have all the power, but you don't have the control. Hell yeah. So, love it. Congrats on GT. Appreciate Every, that, man. Working hard as always. I love it. So well spoken. That was <laughs> another it. one of my favorite podcasts ever. Appreciate that, dude. Demarcus Paul, he's the man. You heard it straight from him on Click Podcast. Thanks so much for coming by. He knows. <laughs> Are you cutting that out so people can't see it? No. <laughs> what? The other guests are going to see. You got to make a black so no one knows. <laughs> you want me to? Yeah. I guess we can do that. Nice. Yeah. Thanks, well, Marcus. Well, You're the thank man. You. Thank you, guys.